Coming up on BBC One at 10.35, match of the day. Now it's time for Shite, Volume 2. Now that's what I call shite. Hello everyone. This is Andrew Ogden. And joining me once again, the one and only Stone Cold Matty Edwards. Hello, Matty. How are we, Andrew? All right, mate? Yeah, doing well, mate. Good, Back for another round of shite. Uh, always and always up for some shite. Always. <laughs> <laughs> well, it looks like we had a successful pilot and it went down well with the audience. So, uh, yeah. yeah, no, we're back for uh, volume two, uh, which we're going to look at 10 of the worst gimmicks known to man, woman and child. Well, we will maybe there be a few that you know we might discuss, Andy, that shouldn't be on this list. But, you know, that, that that's part and parcel of it, isn't it? Yeah, well, it was actually chosen by myself, and me thinking around it was trying not go to the um, obvious ones. Okay, yeah. yeah, yeah. Which you know the you know the obvious ones, which are like the shop master. I think it. I think it's Oz. been done, done to Oz. death. Gods, yeah. Oz, yeah, and <laughs> Matt Hardy. Yeah, <laughs> just just him in general, yeah. <laughs> just him in general to do a two-hour show on him. Yeah, because oh, I don't want to give too much away about our, uh, you know, chats we have because we keep it brief, don't we? And when we're not recording, you just send me the list, so and I just get on with it, and, and that's what I love about it, mate. That causes the discussion. I love it, mate. Love yeah. It. So, um, what I'm going to do first is actually go into the ten. Um, yep. What what I've picked, and then we'll um, dive into the shite. So, number one is the Toxic Turtles. Number two is Black Rain. Number three is the one and only Power Uti. Number four, Manta. <laughs> number five, Giant Gonzalez. Number six, Ding Dongs. <laughs> Seven. Coming down from heaven, it's Mordecai. Number eight, give us a spirit, give us a squad. What do you got? Number nine, the librarians. Shh. And number ten, oh, you fiend. <laughs> I always love the smashy and nicey tribute, you know, and I love it, you know. <laughs> I lost my way as a bingo caller, didn't I? <laughs> Another lifetime, I think you'd be the best bingo caller known to man, mate, in existence. I'll tell you that. <laughs> so, um, Matty, just a quick question um, about yeah. bad gimmicks. Would would there have been any you would have personally put on a list? Well, as I said, you know, you know my tolerance, Andy. I've got more tolerance than most for shite and for bad gimmicks and supernatural and. Any stuff like that, but um, no, you, you've nailed a few. I'd say Oz would have been there because, like, as Nash says himself, it was a ge it's a geographical region. It's not even like a you know a I don't know a spirit or something like that. It's actually a place, <laughs> and that's just gimmick. So it's like, what was going on there? But I don't know. I, I, not that like. There's a few that I don't agree on this list, but I should have replacements in mind, shouldn't I? But I'm trying to think. Top of my head, did you have any others that were close? Ooh. Hmm. Not none that comes God would be gookhead, but did he wrestle? He, he didn't wrestle, did he? The didn't wrestle, no. No. 
Yeah, tugboat it... itself, like oh, I used to love old tuggers. <laughs> <laughs> What's it? Remember that gimmick battle royal and the face off between him and uh John Tenter, old earthquake? Yeah, that was yeah. mega powers colliding for me. I always used to love, oh, yeah, tuggers. you reminded me, yeah, look, shark. You know, how many the dead Leslie have? You know what I mean? Oh, There's yeah, so Leslie's gonna be in there, the, the yeah. Yeti. There you go. The the Yeti as Shivani do it. You know what I mean? It, it was the best oh, humper in the West, weren't it? Yeah. The old Yeti. Hogan getting sandwiched by him and Paul White were it just a proper <laughs> <laughs> big seven foot fucking, literally. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's about um Hulk Hogan's uh, sexual exploits. And um let's dive into the list. So number one. Is the Toxic Turtles, who debuted in 1993. This is Tom and Terry Turtle. This could be the worst, Andy. Out straight out the bat, this could be the worst. Um, they're played by Barry Hardy and yeah. the one and only Dwayne Gill, or Gilberg himself. Yeah, now, now, and I know you've got the thing here, like the backstory, as you say, when they debuted, but. Isn't this just like Vince to a T, though? Or I'm, I'm guessing it's probably not Vince's idea. Surely I've heard Bruce Pritchard talk about this, but obviously it's a you know a knockoff of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, which is like three or four years before this, the film yeah, itself it, and the other cartoons. So what, what are they doing here? Too late. Funnily enough, I looked this up um, just before we press record, and it's uh, they started in 1987 and finished in 1996. The film was 1990, the old live-action film. There you so go. Three years past its uh, sell-by date. <laughs> Literally. But this is the stuff that you'd see, like, on a local... You know, when I used to go to Prestatton and uh, Prestaven Sands when I was a kid and they had the Red Ranger and, like, you might have a turtle, like, over the local camps with the kids. It's like, what are they trying to do here? Yeah, <laughs> so, well, they have the Spider-Man now, don't they? Who? Yeah, but didn't they do it? Arachnaman was one in WCW, Arachnaman, ain't it? Arachnaman, Jimmy, yeah, yeah. Jimmy WCW's full of them, full of bad gimmicks. And what's it? Vince McMahon wanted his own Mighty Mouse in a pack. Yeah, in 2016, was that? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. Give me a Mighty Mouse, goddammit. <laughs> uh, Matty, um, one question, a couple of questions for you. Were you um, a Turtles fan? And also... Oh. What were your favourite um, animated TV programmes back when you were a kid? Yeah, well, Andy, come on, who wasn't anyone my age who wasn't a Turtles fan? Like they were just the best. I remember my brother buying me, you know, like the trading card set. They, I had, I prized them over me WWF like cards. Even at the time, you know, I was a little uh, five-year-old, six-year-old. It was like I used to love them. And my favourite Turtle was Raphael. You know, I yeah. don't know. It was, just, it was the red because I suppose the Liverpool maybe. I don't yeah. know what, if it was that. It was stuff like that. But t- cartoon wise, I used to love the Hurricanes. Do you remember that the football team? Hurricanes. Yeah, they always won. They always won, didn't they? I always last minute goal and you know typical yeah. you know stuff like that. Three nil down with five minutes to go, pull it back to four three stuff like that. But no, I was more to be fair, and I was more of a. Like a live action guy, I love like even at a young age, like Say by the Bell and stuff like that, more than cartoons, which was dead weird. I never was really a big cartoon guy, really, except for the Turtles, Hurricanes. That's it, really. What yeah. about yourself? 
Um, myself, I, I was thinking like the raccoons. I used to love that. He had a cracking theme tune as well. Go on, you uh, might as well give us another rendition. Oh, I, I think it's something like "Join with us, uh, run, run with us, run with us." It Isn't that the chipmunks? That. No, 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 that weren't Alvin and the Chipmunks. Oh, no. Alvin and the Chipmunks, that was all right as well, actually. That was very, I used to like, oh, Rugrats as well. They're coming back. Rugrats to used to Rugrats be a big thing. Good. That and A. Yeah. Arnold on an afternoon on Nickelodeon. Oh, perfect TV. Um, DuckTales were always one on Saturday morning with old Scrooge McDuck and, yeah. Well, and if we're talking, you know, if we're talking like the classics, though, like the proper, like even now, to this day, I'll, I've still got a couple there on physical of like the Looney Tunes, but strictly Roadrunner, yeah, yeah. Coyote, and Tom, and and uh, and then Tom and Jerry as well on the other side. They were the, like me two that I'd have on DVD now, even because and there's a couple of segments on them where, honestly, if you can you can get me howling on the floor, crying. Have you ever seen the Tom and Jerry where Tom's knackered and he's trying to stay awake to get Jerry? <laughs> And he, and he put stickers over his eyes. Yeah. Have you seen this one? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he's painting his... He's asleep. And he... Oh. Andy, I tell you, that makes me cry, mate. It's hilarious. Proper great stuff, that. I think some of the ones I had on that on physical was like um, a double tape cassette, um, of, a video cassette of um, Dick Dastardly in their flying machines with like wacky races. See, my memory, Andy's terrible. You know, since I've had COVID and blaming it, my memory's awful. You're naming all the classics here, mate. Wacky Racers, unbelievable. Who's yeah. your favourite? I used to love Pete Perfect, didn't I? Uh, I, I, I always enjoyed... Because um, of Mr think, Perfect, think, that probably was. <laughs> yeah, I think Dastardly and Muttley were always a good uh, duo. And then Cavemen or whatever they were called. Oh, yeah. I, I, mean, I did uh, them all. The, um, oh, Smash Brothers. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, them and um, uh, Luke and Blubber Bear in the Arkansas Chucker Bug. Didn't they have like the mafia one? Like the, uh, the oh, mob? yeah, they did. Yeah, yeah. until mob, yeah, yeah. <laughs> love it. Yeah, no, e excellent show. Um, it, just um, on the turtles, I did have one, one of my notes April O'Neil being the hot bit of cartoon stuff, like an animated challenge, Annika. Yeah. <laughs> The yellow suit, isn't it? That's what that is. Yeah. <laughs> but Andy, we're talking about this actual down, like uh, to watch. Like they actually done a spot where he's on his back and he's spinning around like on a yeah. How bad was that? And, and, and <laughs> like the fans are booing Andy. It's a dark match, like to get like the fans going. And the kids and the they're booing this. <laughs> the kids don't even want to hear it or see it, yeah. do they? It's just like it's so bad. It's really bad. So the like the uh, opponents were Tommy Stevenson and Ron Preston. That's yeah. a proper NXT uh, name there for you. Yeah, all they did was like I, I put here two forward rolls by a turtle, double drop kick. One of the turtles ends up on his back. Audible booing. Yeah, <laughs> springboard oh, yeah. sent on for the free. Laughable. Yeah, awful. Just not even. Yeah, really bad. And I'm not surprised it didn't actually make proper telly. Imagine this, like. Making air on raw or something at the time, like bad, rough, <laughs> fully deserved to be number one on the shite list. Andy, I'll give you that fully yeah. deserved. So, um, number two now, meow, 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 meow. It's uh, Black Rain 
which was a gimmick that Dustin Rhodes debuted in 2007. This is possibly the darkest character Dustin portrayed, and it was also at a time when Dustin was at his worst, uh, like, looks-wise. He was, um, I think he was going through drug issues and what have you. He's, um, he yeah. carried um, a rat down to the ring, which was Misty the Rat. Misty. And, um, and he also wore an, an all-in-one bin bag as, an, as a costume. <laughs> well, you know what? Wasn't, this, wasn't he billed from the outer reaches of his mind? That was where he yeah. was from. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So it was like... You know, it's 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 Rousseau, like Rousseau to a T, isn't it? This is Rousseau in a TNA, and he with the love name and the rap Misty, and giving him all these, you know, these gimmick matches. The Abyss one you put in there to watch. I didn't mind it because I know like Abyss gets a bit of slack, but early on, I used to didn't mind these garbage matches. I thought they were quite, you know, fun and creative, and they obviously got a bit stale as the years went on. But at the at early doors, like I didn't mind them at all. What about yourself? It- yeah, no, I, I found Abyss excellent. It was always the, um, whoa, Abyss, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> did a little dance in the, to go with a Bentley bounce around the same time. But, uh, yeah, no, I loved Abyss. Brilliant. Yeah. I, I think all, all them hardcore matches were were pretty good. Some of the highlights of the TNA shows, like the, yeah. I think it was always like Raven, weren't it? And yeah, they had Sam a few. He had like... Um... He had one as late as I think it was 2010 with Foley. They had a monsters ball in the Abound for Glory with um, a couple of run-ins there. Stevie, the Doctor Stevie, Doctor Stevie. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah. You know they had they were always quite creative. And him and Judas Macias as well, his brother. Russo yeah, obviously yeah. again made him his brother, and they're like a barbed wire match and stuff like that, didn't they? And they're a good hardcore match. So yeah, he'd always chain them out. All Chris Parks, wouldn't he, Andy? You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Remember when WWE were going to sign him as like the new like monster, like Kane and yeah, what? Have yeah, you? yeah, he would have feuded with Kane, wouldn't he? Hundred percent would have. Yeah, when he was supposed to show up, I think he didn't, and then next night he turned back up on TNA. It's like, oh, yeah. he's back. Yeah, it was. I remember that because I think that was around the time when he come over here, two thousand and eight, and he'd been off telly, and he come back in that all white like prison suit, didn't he? That was when it was he, as a new like layer to the character. What are you loving there? But funnily <laughs> enough. Um, I've just been watching OSW review this past week, and it goes on about it's around that main event mafia time, and he's wearing yeah, yeah. that white jumpsuit, but yeah. his mask looks like a dog's nose. Yeah. <laughs> and oh, they, do a graphic, they do a graphic of him like just going woof. Yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. Uh, so um, with, with Black Rain, so generally, any mentions of Black Rain or asking Dustin Rhodes on Twitter about this gimmick will get you instantly blocked. Yeah, well, I'm not surprised. I just touched on it before. Like, I, I've got a shoot interview of Dustin Rhodes, and I'm not quite sure of because he was in and out of WWE between like 2002, 2008 as well, weren't he? And yeah. TNA, and there's a point, whatever year this is. Like he's not even working in wrestling. He's fitting cable boxes, Andy. That's his income. That's his job. And it just shows Isn't you how, like, oh, yeah, he really he goes on about it. And it's a good shooting view. bit emotional, like, because as you say, you can see him struggling in his personal life. Like, and good to see him now, you know, still oh, yeah. thriving. Great work. Always been a great... Because even in that hardcore match, when you say he's had his, like, physical worth, he's still a great worker. He's still yeah. in the right place. Does the spots good. He's, he's always been a great worker, hasn't he? Always. It, it, it's, it's, well, if you look at him now, he's sort of had like the Carol Vorderman effect, just going uh, reversing in age. Just looks, looks Benjamin excellent. Button, isn't it? 
Benjamin yeah. Button. <laughs> <laughs> he looks great, though. He really does. Good on him. So, um, this match uh, that we actually watched uh, with regards to Black Rain was, um, what was it called? A Shop of Horrors uh, match at Genesis 2007. In the build-up, he includes a rat being put on the abyss and also a bag on his head. Yep. I <laughs> say this is Rousseau, isn't it? And this is he lives for all this kind of stuff. <laughs> he lives for it. But um, I know, like you said, given his limitations, I thought he did. I thought he did all right. Yeah, he did. There's some good stuff, but even with the vice, it what was it? What was the gimmick match called? The um, Shop of Horrors. Shop of it? Horrors. Yeah. So there were a vice, weren't there? Yeah, I like that spot because I, I want to see. I want to go back and watch the episode of Impact now where he puts Abyss's head in the vice because that would have, that would have looked quite good. So he gets his own back here, put the uh, Black Raid's hand in the vice, doesn't he? Then Jimmy Mitchell comes out, gets him out of there, and the spot is he gives it a um, he does it like a not well. It's it's basically a pedigree without hooking the heart, the arms, isn't it? Is he gives yeah. one of them into the mouse traps, and Abyss sells that good, and it yeah, it's a little, it's good, it's, it's a good little match. This didn't mind it at all. And this match as well, it was the debut of a relic, um, old John, John, Johnny the Bull Stamboli. Johnny Stamboli, killer spelled backwards, isn't it? Killer spelled. Yeah, that's the one. Rousseau again, creative Rousseau again. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, Black Rain as a, as a gimmick, um, it's always in top ten lists, but... You can sort of see reasons why, but yeah, I just think, as you say, it's just when it's what we both said. It's Rhodes at his worst physically, mm. maybe in his personal life and stuff like that. So you can see he's not really. I say he's not really getting into it, but he is, isn't he? He's diving head first into it, so I don't know. Is it either or? Isn't it? It's like, but yeah, it's it's just it's not. You know, as you say. I've got tolerance, and maybe yourself as well. And I put you in my uh, in my club for having more tolerance than most. And but if you haven't got tolerance, you're gonna fucking hate this gimmick, aren't you? Let's be honest. <laughs> you got no time for it. You think it was it was worse than what like seven could have been in like uh, WCW? <sighs> them, 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 them vignettes. When you look back, and it's a bit a uh, bit too much. Them seven vignettes. But as I say, who knows? I mean, I I love that. I love that. I. Uh, Episode of Nitro when he comes out and just shits on the gimmick. I fucking love that. Proper sort of AEW do now that if someone got a shit gimmick or someone would come out and just just trash it and say to talk about Tony Khan, I'm not doing this and stuff like that. I feel I love it. Laugh me head off. But the thing is, when he come down on them wires, he looked yeah. spectacular, yeah. didn't it? And oh, then yeah. Uncle Fester I... when he took the hat off. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking hate this shit. Fuck you, bro. <laughs> <laughs> oh my word um so yeah over to... overall i'd say yeah. you know with a toxic turtles definitely on the list i'll put a question mark by black rain and say he could have been replaced but you know at the same time a lot of people will put him on the list so put a question mark next to him yeah number three now now I don't think this is necessarily a gimmick, so I've broken my own rules. But I just wanted to have a look at this interesting person uh, from Lagos, Nigeria. The one and only Power Uti. Now, um, Power Uti, 
Daphne's thing, always on like the UKFF, his name would pop up in amongst like the purple Aki threads and uh, what have you. But I was just fascinated. Like I've got to actually see some of these matches. So what I found out about um, Power Root is like a Nigerian Hulk Hogan. Um, don't want to put anyone over, brother, brother. And um, I'd mean, never heard of him. When, I, when, when you put this down... This gimmick down in the, in the list. I I never I, I thought it was the other guy you put in, and I realised it was a uh, Doc Gallows, isn't it? it, was, it was yeah, Festus, Super Festus, yeah, Super Festus, so we'll, yeah. We'll get yeah. it. We'll get into him. But yeah. um, Powerooty, I did find out, was indicted in twenty seventeen for the for the accusation of beating up his wife, and uh, she supposedly died from injuries. And he, he supposedly left the body to decompose until it was discovered. But it does look like he got off with the offence. Bloody hell. Yeah, so uh, one for problematic pro wrestling, old JP's promotion there. Um, but in in this, like, um, I think it's like a short eight, six to eight minute video. He's, he's facing the one and only Luke Gallows, Super Festus, Festus. What are your thoughts on uh, Mr. Gallows? You know what? He's, he's a smart guy, isn't he? Let's be honest. It's like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm no interest in ever seeing him, but he's always there. You know, the Bullet Club, when that was hot, done that run in uh, AEW, where he was just in the background most of the time with Kenny Omega and Don Callis and that, didn't he? And stuff like that. And then... Oh, yeah, he did. Fucking yeah, hell, he did. He was yeah. there. He was there all the time. Like, just oh, standing no. there in the back of the interviews. And now he's wangled his way back <laughs> with AJ in the club. But you know what? He turned me corner and he was at one of them TNA monthly pay-per-views they do. And he was a 10-man when they were doing a, like the Ring of Honor click against Gallows, the Bullet Club. Yeah. And he, he come in and it was one of the first like shows where they had like a decent crowd back. And he'd done this hot tag. And the place came unglued. And I thought, you know what? I'll give him his due. And in that SmackDown Puerto Rico a couple of weeks ago, same thing happened. Got the big hot tag. So certain fans and certain crowds go for him. And you know what? Fair play to him because he's wangled his way back to WWE. And, you know, more power to him. If he can get that money and get, you know, get the matches in there still, what can you say? He's He's gone under the learning tree of Kevin Nash, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah. I, people say like Carl Anderson, I miss this G1 Run, did he get to the final of a G1 like 10 he years did, ago? He did, yeah, 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 yeah. And he's living off that, isn't he? Because, like, this great worker, and like everyone's saying, you know, he, he's like great in that, but no, they're both, you know, the same to me. So, I say, I've never seen that G1, Andy, and nor will I ever go back and watch it. it, it Carl Anderson's very similar to um, you remember Makeda who used to play for Man United, he scored that great goal against <laughs> Villa, and you never saw him again. Yeah, I think one in our group chat that I mentioned popped up um, a name the other day, Nathan Delfonso. That was yeah. another one. He's got a couple of goals in Premier League now on his like 35th club in the National League. All them signing on fees, Andy. Smart, smart, mate. I'd want his agency. I bet I wonder if it's Nicholas and Elka's brother. He was like the best football agent going, getting all them sell on fees for old Nick. Yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. So um, this this uh, Power Uti versus Super Festus match for the CWA title. Um, Uti makes his way to the ring playing Baker Street on his saxophone. I think it was, you know, da, 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 da. Yeah, one of the best riffs of all time, Andy Baker Street. No it is. What, it's an unbelievable song. 
Um, <laughs> a, a massive crowd in attendance for this one. A whole nine people in attendance. I was going to say, you've been to shows with, with uh, less of a crowd than that, haven't you? Yeah, surely. Um, I think my lowest crowd ever was Great Bear Wrestling in Fallowfield, Manchester. And it was, um, I think, 21 people in attendance. That including the ref and, and the wrestlers? <laughs> well, I don't know. They had a bloody 10-man tag to end the, end the show, which had, a, which had um, Zack Sabre Jr. in and Axel Dieter Jr. Yeah. Fucking yeah. wild. <laughs> Always saying like, you've you put the miles in Andy, I tell you that, mate. <laughs> you have. I also had on that show Nixon Newell, Tegan Knox versus Tony Storm. Just shows you, doesn't it? You will have seen. Like, if I next time we meet up in person, I'm gonna ask you must have seen every wrestler near enough, like you know, like that like that just for example, like Tony Storm and that and, and Tegan Knox that are on telly now. You've probably seen them live, haven't you? Yeah, definitely. At like a local federation. It's daft, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. So so this crowd of nine people, it was blamed obviously on uh, poor ticket sales and uh, the lack of interest in the Nigerian wrestling um Well it's like in the desert, isn't it? Is it on the beach or like in the desert, isn't it? It's it's it is, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's 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 very weird. The ring looked massive as well, I thought. Did you? It was one of them Alex Shane 20 by 20 yeah. rings. Yeah, it was massive. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> I would say with Paruti, he comes out with um, an actual WWE title, the Spinner Belt. <laughs> one of the worst titles of all time. Yeah, I think... Uh, I think uh, the Miz just turned it upside down, didn't he, with the uh, the logo? I seem to remember with that. Yeah, we were speaking about that recently yeah. on on a spotlight, I think. And yeah, it, like, you didn't mind, even though I hated seeing her. Like I ate that belt anyway. When seeing her had it, it was like all right. But then when like CM Punk and Triple H and that were in, it was like, come on, <laughs> just change it back. No, I'm never into that belt. Um, so, uh, with this match, um, only notes had was uh, Gallows does a few boots, uh, calls Uti a bitch. Uh, Uti went down. He does, he, Gallows, he's very good at um, booting people as he does a boot and then falls on his ass, yeah. uh, showing his uh, great coordination there. He does end up with Uti hitting a barrage of punches and a super chop for one, two, three. Uti wins. The crowd goes wild. And I did put uh, Gallows is just bad as um, Uti. Don't know what you think, Matty. As you say, Andy, nothing to it at all. Never heard of Power Uti before this. Don't want to see him again wrestle, to be honest. Don't want to see Gallows wrestle, even though if he continues doing them hot tags, he might he might drag me back in. But no, how much do you reckon he got paid for this, Gallows? He must have got some money. He probably got paid one million Nigerian bloody dollars, which is about 50 quid. Yeah, fair. Airfare as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But suppose he, yeah, he actually stayed out there for quite a bit. Did he? Like, a big, like, 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 I don't know, it's on like Cole Cabana's buddy uh, podcast with him. And um, I think it's Gallows and Cliff Compton, you know, Snooker's lad. Oh, no, that's um, his partner, isn't it? That's, is that Juice, Juice and Domino? Yeah, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, as I say, I've never heard of Power until you put him on that list, ever. I think he's got some other matches on YouTube, which is like, I don't know if he's like Memphis or what oh, okay. have you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it must have been like a one-shot in uh, 
Tennessee for power Uti. Yeah, as you say, maybe not. It was just the intrigue of of seeing him for yourself, wasn't it? Maybe not like a like the worst gimmick you've ever seen in your life. You know, like as I keep going back to Oz is what is worst, which should be in this in this ten. So yeah, we, we'll we'll put it a, a thumbs down next to Uti, like he shouldn't be on the list. I'll okay. be I'll be fair to him. Number four. It's a bullseye as we go to the one and only Mike Halleck. Uh, Mantor. Built from the build from the island of Crete. 401 pounds. So the basis of the character was that of a Minotaur who charged, trampled, and mooed at opponents. Um, at one stage in his career, Jim Cornette was his manager for a time. So it got me thinking, what if, um, you know, Bully off Bullseye was yeah. portrayed as a wrestler? Would he have Jim Bowen as his manager? <laughs> he certainly so. would. And it'd be like when uh, Yokozuna had Fuji and Cornette in it, he'd have Jim Bowen and Tony Green lead, lead the way to ringside, the three of them. I'm surprised no one's done that gimmick on the, on the wrestling scene, coming yeah. out like Bullseye. <laughs> you know. Bowen's doing the mic work like Cornette though and, and Green's just standing in the background in it to get a match with Bully you have to answer um, a round of questions yeah <laughs> fucking hell um, anyway Mantor uh, what do you think of this one well you know his debut which you know you put down a couple of matches but I, I've you know with a few of these, Andy, that I'd, I'd, I wasn't really from, not from, I obviously know the gimmicks, but I had really explored for a few years. I, you know, I've done that thing you do on YouTube where you, you start off on one thing and then it just takes you down a trail of other videos, doesn't it? Yeah. So I was looking up Mantar. His debut's awful. When he comes out full with that headgear, it is absolutely awful. What are they doing, you know? Because you can explain, like you can break down gimmicks for stuff, but it, it sounds good on paper or in your mind, but then when you put it on telly <laughs> and you see it visually, it's shocking. So like yeah, that, isn't that's it, Matty, Matty, isn't that the one with uh, Vince trying? Wow, yeah, <laughs> I think he's yeah. the commentary for the debut, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, and it's like, and he couldn't like. I think Cornette says a thing where he tried to get through the the ropes with it, and he just couldn't, so they had to reshoot his entrance. So he had to take it off before he walked up the steps. <laughs> so it's like, what the fuck <laughs> is going on? But saying and though, like, he's a good worker. He's a he's a very good worker. Like I'll go on record and say that. Like the gimmick is shocking, but once you put him in, he's got some great moves. Nice little belly to belly. He's a nice little running spine buster as his finisher. And then I dug the razor a mom match out. Did you put that on the list? You did. Didn't you? Yeah, I did. Yeah, and yeah. It's yeah. like it's a good match. He's taken razor gives him the side suplex off the second. They put the shift in. Like it's it's a good match. Good little match there. I think. Um... It's one of those because I because during that time in WWF it was all like the comedy gimmicks, the plumber, the butcher, the baker, the candlestick maker, were yeah, yeah. And, <laughs> Cluedo, and the gimmicks off Cluedo. With the bull head in the fucking conservatory or whatever. <laughs> Well, literally, it'd be like Mantor in the China shop with the yeah. horns. Yeah. Like bull, bull in a China shop. Uh, <laughs> so, um, 
one of those. So I put him on the list thinking, ah, I always remember him being shite as a kid. This, this, like, you know, man in a woolly, woolly, woolly head, <laughs> woolly head. No, well, you, you know, it's oh, right. Yeah. So we, I can, we can, we can wax lyrical about how good he is as a wrestler, but this is a top worst gimmick, top 10 worst gimmicks. Yeah. So I'm giving this a thumbs up to be on the list because that debut and visually it's one of the worst things you've ever seen, isn't it? It's, it, it's, it's poor, like, it's really bad. You could but have done it so much differently. But then again, we look at like you remember, like Big Van Vader, he come out with that smoking helmet, which in in itself is that dark. looked cool. It is. Oh, it's it dark. Cool, but he, it, it looked it? cool with the smoke, and he took it off, and it was more like a um, what's the word I'm looking for here? Like, 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 have you ever seen like the Predators where they've got? Have you ever watched the films of Predators? Yeah, like, yeah, it's, yeah, like yeah. A, it's like a trophy where you get. So it was like that was like his trophy that you'd have to like. He'd like dance around it, and like it was a spiritual thing. So I like that, but. It did look cool with this, Andy. You could put this on the floor and it'd still look fucking awful. Imagine him dancing around that. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, no. No. it's uh, it, The gimmick itself, thumbs up, got to be in the 10. But as a worker and a wrestler and all that, he was very good. He was. Yeah. He was really good. Like, I, he, he, could, he, he could shift, couldn't he? Absolutely. Well, could shift. I'm sure there's a TV match, a Brett Arthur mantar that I'm gonna to have to dig out. I'm sure it's on a challenge or a superstar. So yeah. I'll be digging Brett will get a uh, sort of more good out of him as well, wouldn't he? So oh, you know, Brett could wrestle a broom, couldn't it? So yeah. yeah, yeah. Could get a good good five minute match out of a mantar. I always remember Brett being good, weren't he, against um what's he called? PCO back in oh, the Jumpy feet where he did the storyline was uh, he Brett gave the glasses to a kid and then John Pierre Lafitte robbed it and then robbed his uh, leather jacket and that didn't he? Yeah. So he... <laughs> simple at times, Andy, wrestling. Very simple, mate. Wrestling is simple yeah. <laughs> at times, but it, it, too many people like, want to complicate it. That's the issue with uh, with uh, with wrestling. But no, M- Manto, I thought I was surprised by how good he was in the ring. He's just like yeah. the, the hat, the woolly, the yeah. woolly ball helmet. Yeah, no good. Number five now, halfway through the list. It's the one and only in 1993, Jorge Gonzalez, El Gigante, Heck, Giant Gonzalez. Here we go. Yes. I would, I'm going to try and put my best Spanish accent there and it failed miserably. <laughs> um, so God loves a trier, though. God loves a trier. They do, they do. It's Spanish were never my subjects at school. It was always um German. Oh, French. No French, Andy. I got nearly got a C a French. I was gutted didn't get me C. I was like one mark. You no know, where the teachers go, oh, you were just one mark away. <laughs> Probably about 20 marks away. <laughs> but you know, I was close to like getting a C and I really did enjoy French. Yeah, no, no, we got we we sort of got a choice. Um like French had sort of did in year seven and eight, but seven, eight, and nine, and then you have to choose your GCSE ones. And I went for German. In Ge- in German though, like our teacher was a Rochdale fan, so it thumbs up for that. Yeah. And um did I you always pass? remember I got a C in German, yeah. Very yeah. very good. Don't come in handy when I've been to Oberhausen for WXW. But uh, I was gonna say you, you can order them GM and beers all right, can't you? Anne and Vera, <laughs> Anne and Vera, juice and all that. Um but, but yeah, no, I always remember watching fucking Nana, nine nine ninety-nine red balloons or is in German, nine on ninety glove balloons. There you go. 
Yeah. Was it out um, like back in the day when, um, like on old Sky with DSF? Yeah, yeah, yeah. When wrestling were on and the tits were on at 12 I was going to say, not just the wrestling. <laughs> Sunday night. Yeah. <laughs> all, the reason to, all the reason to stop up on Sunday night was that. <laughs> waiting for me peanuts coming back from the uh, pub with me, uh, with me, uh, with our Jeff and me dad. Yeah, I was tucked up at 10 o'clock on a Sunday, Andy, ready for the uh, school week ahead. <laughs> yeah, it, Always the problem, weren't it? Sunday night when heartbeat had it, you knew heartbeat. Oh, London's yeah. burning. So it's like weekend's over with now. Back to it. Anyhow, Giant Gonzalez. So his um, debut was uh, eliminating the Undertaker at the 1993 Rumble. Great angle, though. Great angle. Yeah, no, it was. It was. Undertaker was like invincible, wasn't he? And you'd never seen someone as big as him coming in. And you see, you didn't see no fear in the Undertaker's eyes, but you seen that bit of. Hesitance for the first time, like fucking hell, I've got to go after this fella, and he just mauled him, didn't he? What one little, you know, clothesline out the rumble, and because he was odds-on favourite to win that rumble, he was eliminating everyone, wasn't he? And then mm. he comes down and just gets rid of him like it was nothing. But this was at the time, weren't it, when he was Undertaker was facing all the, oh all yeah, the, all the lads, weren't it, King Kong Bundy? Oh and yeah, 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 everyone, Kamala, Kamala, everyone. yeah, they bring yeah. in the. Um, What's it? The two Japanese lads, weren't they? <laughs> oh, Tenru and uh, Great Kabuki. Yeah, yeah Kabuki, that's when he, yeah. they all put him in the casket against Yoko, don't they? Yeah, and uh, he ascends to heaven. <laughs> Where's that, that little bloody hologram? <laughs> yeah. in and it's a fella in an Undertaker like uh, attire gets levitated up into the ceiling. <laughs> don't know who that was like who was playing him. <laughs> Probably Brian Lee. Yeah, it could be, yeah, very much so. Um, so with Gonzalez, he had a full bodysuit with airbrushed uh, muscles and bushy hair. And I did put, uh, it might as well have drawn on a penis for full effect. <laughs> <laughs> you know one of them comedy outfits where they attach like a 10-foot penis? It yeah. Might, might as well put it on his um, body. Um, because at first, Dan, like when he comes out, it's very hairy and fairy, isn't it? But then, yeah. as it as the gimmick, you know, he only gets two pay per views out of it. If he's taken in a WrestleMania and a SummerSlam, by the time SummerSlam rolls around, they've got rid of the hair, haven't they? It's more, it's just the bodysuit, then, like so, shedding skin. Literally. Yeah, yeah, fear, fear, fear. The <laughs> bloody hair falling out. Oh, yeah. Air falling out, and he's probably only twenty three. Oh, uh, have you haven't you haven't you got his age there? And come on, you've got to get Gonzalez's age. Got to um, be thirty, right? So, um, oh, oh, I can't say yet because oh, that God. is part of uh, play your ages right at the end. Oh, love it, I love it. Yes. Um, one thing I did notice as well with Gonzalez: how long do you think his run in WWF lasted? Well, it was it was he come in the Rumble and then. He was out after SummerSlam. I think there's a thing going around where you see him turn face. I don't know if that was on telly or it was shot for TV and doing the rounds now where he turn, he comes out in like a leather jacket and that and turns face on Whippleman, is it? After the yeah. rest in peace match. Because didn't he shoot an angle as well during the run with him and Hogan? Obviously, Hogan wanted oh. to uh, get in there with him, screams that, doesn't it? But I'd say a good nine months at the most, and surely. Near enough, eight and a half. Eight and a half yeah, months. Yeah. Yeah, I knew he was gone by the, after that SummerSlam match. It's surprising they did like Hogan didn't bring him into WCW to like 
oh, I've got a bit. I'm gonna beat him. You know, I can end up in like dungeon, of, dungeon of doom. But yeah, no, yeah, he vanished, didn't it? Or even as a one-off, as you say, not even for a match, just an appearance. Shocked at that. But he wasn't good. I mean, was he, he was never good in WCW, was he? You know what I mean? As hell, hell. Didn't Flair have a match with him? Didn't Flair try and get something out of him? He couldn't. So when you know Flair <laughs> yeah. couldn't, then yeah. it's like, yeah, game over. And then obviously Vince just seen him, the size of him, the palm signs in his eyes, well, dollar signs in his eyes. And just, yeah, it's he wasn't good. But the, the match, you put a couple that, well, the one be Virgil. And yeah. I've got to give them. I've got to give them credit here, the lads. They they did have a really good spot in this. I thought where obviously Gonzalez is like you know intimidating Virgil, putting his hands up for a test of test of strength. So Virgil just does it, but he's like standing on the top rope. And you know what? I thought that was a really like creative, good visual spot, considered it's just a test of strength. But yeah, and he made it logical. So I'll give them that. And then yeah, he just destroys Virgil, chokes Lamb, one, two, three. Yeah, hit the showers in it. And the um, well, the Undertaker match at uh, WrestleMania nine, which is um, always the IWC worst WrestleMania, isn't it? Between that and eleven, they're the two, they're the two way. And I, I always have fond memories of nine because it was the first one when, like, properly when I was a kid that I remembered, and it was outside, and you know, it is a lot easy to look back and say it was awful now, but I do prefer it to eleven, if I'm being honest. I, I just always, I think me and Jeff stopped up for it. And then I ended up watching the repeat of it next day on Sky. Oh, it was even worse on second viewing, you know, Doink against uh, Crush. Crush. What a storyline, though, Andy, that was. Crush and Doink, a great storyline. Yeah. What is it like Bob Backlund and Tatanka on that show? Razor Amon. Razor Amon, yeah. yeah. But that's what I mean, because the Steiners and the Hedge Thinkers match, which is an IWC classic, that was cut off the TV version. That was only on the uh, Silver Vision release. Right, and that's a oh, great tag team match. Have you seen the spot where Rich Steiner is on? I think it's Fatu's shoulders, and Samu comes off, going to give him a doomsday device. But Rick Steiner turns it into a overhead belly to belly suplex. Fucking great yeah. spot! Yeah, great yeah. match, that really good match. But this one, um, not so great. Uh, lots of nerve holds and uh, tickling under the armpit, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, Andy, no good. And the Ali, what is it? Ife, the ethanol finish with the rag. <laughs> Love it. When I used to do backyard wrestling years ago, that was always one of my spots that just have a little little uh, handkerchief and a pretend like me- empty medicine uh, jar and I can put the ether and knock them to sleep. I used to used to love that spot. <laughs> I've just I've got visions now of um, on bloody Coronation Street, Richard Illman killing his victims, where he'd get like a bloody like a cushion and like put yeah. it in. Maxine didn't stand Maxine, <laughs> you're going to sleep tonight, Maxine. Yeah. What a heel! <laughs> um, but the referee in this match, yeah, Danny Bill Alfonso, the yeah. referee. Oh yeah, yeah, he was there, Fonzie Rainey, and. Yeah, you always forget he was there, don't you? Yeah, you know, one of them little little tidbits, like, that he was a referee, but, yeah, he obviously went on to the more famous things, didn't he, in ECW and... He did, he did. Daddy. That match with Bueller, remember that oh, one? Oh, yeah, proper bloodbath, that. <laughs> proper, yeah, it's on one of them ECW releases, that one. Yeah, it's, it's a good one, that. So, um, with this one, um, so with The Undertaker looking comatose, the urn manages yeah. to uh, raise him up as uh, West Westlife playing the background. 
<laughs> raise me up. Uh, Undertaker's so entrance is brilliant, though, with the vulture. I love that entrance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, when you were chatting um, the other day about um, entrance scenes for the um, the Undertaker, I think I sort of agree with your choice. But my my favourite ones are one that, that Dorfman did. Ah, ah, ah. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Unbelievable! Yeah. Stuff. yeah. <laughs> there's, a, there's a lot of talking in tongues on that one, isn't he? he all the way through it, like, yeah. That's proper well, Ministry of Darkness. Yeah, that's that's my favourite Undertaker theme, definitely. Yeah. Um, so as you mentioned, uh, Gonzalez used the ether rag. He may he might have just well just like you know, white you know, put his hand on his sweaty bum crack and just yeah. rubbed it in his face like that. It's much easier. <laughs> Uh, so it ends uh, with the DQ. Alfonso uh, getting choked slam for his troubles. Taker ends up getting off the stretcher and clotheslines Gonzalez over it uh, off his feet. A terrible match. Yeah, no, it's not good. It's not good at all. And this is where, like, you know me, I'm a big Taker fan. And he, as you said before, he was lumbered with some shite early on. He really was. And until Mick Foley comes in and he, he, people realised he could actually wrestle and have good matches mm. and stuff. So. Yeah, it's he's long. And you know, just to, to close that chapter, like the rest in peace match at SummerSlam is pretty much the same. Taker gets the win there with a flying clothesline off the top rope. Obviously, Gonzalez isn't taking even the stingiest choke slam as he'll. He's not going up for the tombstone, so it's safe as ours as clothesline off the top rope when uh, Taker puts him out to do the WF. There you go. Number six now. Ding dong. Hello. It's the ding dongs who were. Well, that um, was a uh, that was Pam then coming into me putting Pam on the list. <laughs> and now nah, Pam wouldn't go on a, a worse list. Uh, oh no, definitely not. not. Um, so the ding dongs from 1989, which is Greg Evans and Richard Sartain. So this is from the Jim Hurd era of bad gimmicks. Remember Ric Flair? He wanted as a uh, Spartacus. I would love um, to have seen that though, and I'll be honest. I would have fucking loved to have seen that. <laughs> uh, so it, it's very it's very similar, this gimmick. Obviously, it's like before its time. You always remember the Johnsons in uh, TNA. What the two condoms? The two condoms, <laughs> yes. Um yeah, but there was that Mortimer Plum tree, weren't it? He'd been yeah. bullied at school by um, the Johnsons and he he was getting his revenge back being their manager and handler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They had nothing to do with WF then, though. WWE has a... Um... Jim and I. Jim and I, that's the one, yeah. Fucking hell. With Simon Dean, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's the one. Fucking hell. That Smackdown here has got a few naughty gimmicks, Andy, looking back, to be honest. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's a few. Paul Birchill is the pirate as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were yeah. going to do, a, do, a, do um, an anger where he was um, in love with his sister. That, that was later on, though. To earn it. Yeah, that was later on, yeah, when he was actually just Birchill then, yeah. Yeah, there was a Kerwin White, weren't the, the, gol- the golf player, yeah, oh, there's some rough ones. Remember Matt Morgan as well with the stuttering gimmick? He had the stuttering gimmick when he came yeah, back. Yeah, yeah. A few bad ones, like... So, uh, with, with the ding-dongs, um, so basically a tag team based on a couple of bell ringers are basically a pair of dicks. Uh, <laughs> Not good. These, these are ones, to be honest, and uh, I've seen so many shoot interviews with Jim Cornette fucking hating Jim Hayd, and he always brings this gimmick up, and I've never seen them, really. Or, like, 
Aveți ce foară? 60? Diavolicii 60? So, so the, actually, the first match um, I did put on the list was um, from Class 7, where they were against George Co- George South and Jay and uh, Cougar Jay. Sorry. Um, this is the one where JR's on commentary. He's not an happy man, is he, JR? No, as you say, even up to this present day, if he's not happy about something, he, he can't. Uh, he covered himself up a lot in WWE, but he, he can't cover himself up here now in AEW or in this match in 80, 89, is it? So, yeah. yeah. So, he, he basically calls them Ding Dong 1 and Ding Dong 2. They have bells on their ankles as well and hailing from Belleville. <laughs> they sat up all night thinking that, didn't they? <laughs> <laughs> The the crowd in this, Matty. What reaction did they give to him? Well, and to be honest, I flicked through this one because I put the other one on there, which was against Sid and uh, Danny Spivey, where they just put the fucking shit out of them. (laughs) (laughs) I think that was the end of them, wasn't it, after that one? But the the fans aren't aren't liking them at all. Is it it like a toxic turtle stuff in this one? Yes, so it's just as soon as they start doing moves, it's yeah. it's been, it's very much like the toxic turtles where they're just oh this is shit boo yeah. and they have um <laughs> what's it they have JR noticing the bells are actually falling off their ankles. Yeah. There's oh. um a belly to belly um which is the ding dong double uh that gets a win and JR at the end of the match says oh my god that was horrible. Yeah, <laughs> not not hiding his feelings or mincing his words is because he covered up in WWE when he by saying bowling shoe ugly because that was just what shoe, <laughs> but uh, Matty, the other match um, I did put on the list was the one against the uh, the skyscrapers. Yeah, oh, just, yeah. fucking brilliant! This oh, they just end them, don't they? Fucking destroy them with power bombs, fucking. Raises edges, whatever, whatever it is, and just is, is that the last time he was seen? Is that what that was done for? It must have been, yes, yeah, yeah. Can you imagine Sid and all them selling for them? It's not happening, is it? Oh, not happening. <laughs> 90s Sid, okay, yeah. no, not a chance. <laughs> Always remember that there's a good story, even in '99, like WCW, where um, tells her on a shoot where like Malenko. I think it's Macho Man and Sid v Malenko and Saturn, I think it is. And, like, Malenko's come up to him before the match saying, like, you know, Sid, you know, when you come in, I'm going to give you the drop so old, I'm going to do this, that, and the other. And Sid goes, no, 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 stop there, Dean. He said, I'm going to come in the ring, I'm going to give you the punch, I'm going to give you the choke, I'm going to give you the power one. I'm going back one, two, three, we're going home. <laughs> Malenko's trying to do, like, these spots with Sid. He's like, what the Oh, Sid laugh, legend. Not happening for old Sid, did that? Is it a drop to no. <laughs> no, not happening. He just about to sell a fucking Goldberg and Vader. He's not going to be selling for people like Cozy. Fuck no. Um, yeah, no, they, they get murdered here, the ding dongs. And um, yeah, that's the bell end for them. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, these these thumbs up and for being on this list, ding dongs. Got to be on the. I say it's just the, the tacky fucking costumes, not even put on properly and stuff so yeah shite proper shite number seven mordecai from um 2004 the former kevin fawn brought in a, as a religious heaven-like character presumably to be a future undertaker feud 
Yeah, that's what it was. How long it? does the gimmick last? It is. It's. I know this. It. He comes in. There's a vignette. Couple. Couple. Excuse me. Couple of weeks before Judgment Day, in his debut match, and he's gone by SummerSlam. He's gone. I think Ray beats him, doesn't he, on SmackDown in yeah. July? And he's gone. Yeah. yeah. He's. He literally has. That's where I've done a bit of a research beforehand as well. He literally has three matches in the company. <laughs> yeah. He, had, he beat Scotty Tuati in his debut. He beats Hardcore Holly at the Great American Bash, and then he loses yeah. to Rey Mysterio the next night, and he's done. And you know what, and like, I'm going to say a thumbs down for this, and he shouldn't be on there because, and this, I don't think this is, for, uh, what, a, what a name as well, Kevin Fertig, his real name, I love that name. Fertig, yeah. Fertig. Yeah. I don't think, because I, don't, I watched his pro, he does a promo in ring on SmackDown halfway through this run. And I think it's all right. It's not bad at all. I think this is WWE dropping the ball here. I'm not Kevin Fertig. You know what I mean? Mm. I think he tries his best. You know, he looks a bit silly with his eyebrows and his side. He's dyed like looking grey or white, whatever it is. But if you get that He's right, right there, what, what they call them, albinos, in it. Yeah, you know, but like the, he, the pigments gone. Yeah, get rid of his cape and that. Like he, I thought he looked cool in that little in that white cape and that. He should have kept that. Like his his. his uh, at his debut, but he get rid of that, and he's carrying that like sword round, like the way he dug that in, and his fireworks and pyro went off. Yeah, I, I, I don't mind this gimmick at all. You know, screams me a bit, a bit out there, a bit like supernaturally or like whatever you want to call it, which he would attain supernatural, wouldn't he? If he's free with the Undertaker, but yeah, I, I think especially that promo that as I say referred to before, he, you know, condemns us all to hell and has a go at like man, women, and children, and I thought it was mm. quite good. So yeah. I think this is WWE dropping the ball with Mordecai. Mm, yeah. Um, he does say in the um, promo, so he chats to a load of candles and he says, um, hear me, fear me for the day of judgment. Yeah. Um, yeah. As he turns up at um, Judgment Day for his uh, first match. Um, he's actually got a nickname here, the Pale Rider. Um, I think he's sponsored by Kellam Island Brewery, who also have a drink of the same name. Say, crack and fill him, Andy. Crack and Clint Eastwood fill him, Pale Rider. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we, we, we've actually Mordecai with uh, Mr. Old Thirty, uh, but he came back in um, 2006, 2007 as the other side of the coin, as um, yeah, a vampire. a vampire character with um, what's it, Ariel? Which, what's he called? Sherry Martina. Martinez. Yeah, yeah. I was a big fan of Ariel back in the day, and big fan. Yeah, well, the washing powder. I was the, to, uh, you, you just killed me joking. They got me clothes clean pretty well. I was a big fan of her as well back in the day, to be honest. Yeah. And she and turned up in TNA as well, though. She was in the LAX, wasn't she? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, um, yeah. I was I'll also say with um, old Kev, he um, he had a good run on the um, UK Indies in 1PW against like Chris Travis, I think. Um, Did he, yeah? Yeah, yeah. These one somebody. you've seen live, then another one to the list. No, no, these oh, were no? these these were before my time in um oh, wow. in British wrestling. But they, they all they were always like um, lauded around on, on on like the um, on the forums and that. But okay. no, he was he was for me an actual decent worker. So the the, the matches I, I gave us to watch were the Mordecai Scotty Two Aussie match from um, Judgment Day. And um, Mordecai versus Booyaka Booyaka 619, Rey Mysterio, which was the end. Um, what the Scotty 2 Otty match, not bad for a four minute match, and also the theme tune of Mordecai seems like it's straight from the um, 
the PS1 game, Castlevania, the soundtrack, uh, which which I did end up selling for about 250 quid on eBay. What the hell? Was that a rare one, was it? Oh, yeah, rare as rocking rock our shit. It was a time where I was just selling like, PS1 games, and that one, yeah, yeah, no, it was like bloody sought after. Was it, but yeah. but Jeff, Jeff will always claim it was his game. <laughs> but I, but it, 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 it was me. You shared the love in. with the money now. No, no, did I fuck? Yeah, he's still fuming to this day. I actually went on eBay the other day to uh, see how much it cost, and it's it's going for like five hundred, anywhere between five hundred to a grand. Oh, and how long ago did you do that then? At the time, oh, well, you know, talking about half a dozen years, easier oh, yeah. than half a dozen yeah. years ago, but. It, it's always the case with PlayStation games. Like PS1 games are worth a, a fortune. I've sold Crash Bandicoot games for like 25, 30 quid. And then you see like PS2 games are not worth a fuck. I know it's mad, isn't it? And I've got a few PS2. I, I went through, I found out that I had my PS2. It was like in like an old cupboard. I thought, checked it, it worked. Went to like the local, you know, like uh, what are the cash converters and that. Yeah. And like the game's like 25p. I couldn't get me a drive. They're dead cheap, aren't they? Not yeah. Not on the, why is that? It's just fucking wild, isn't it? But <laughs> back to the matches. Yeah, um... shoddy sh- there. <laughs> it's, it's fine. It's fine, Matty. Um, the listeners love the tangents. Um, <laughs> Mordecai against Rey Mysterio. Now, I was watching a feat. There's a small, like, 10 minute feature on. Um, on YouTube, like, where did it all go wrong with Mordecai? And th- this Mordecai, Mordecai Rey Mysterio match, the second one, um, supposedly got, like, great feedback when he returned back through the curse. Yeah. He's like, oh, you, you're really doing well here and keep it up. Well, as you say, like, that Scotty match, although it was, as you say, four minutes, he was working a different style. Obviously, you're going to with Ray. you got to work a bit quicker and stuff, but he's more methodical than he in that Scotty to Otty match. And apparently the feedback was that he was trying to work too much like The Undertaker, trying to be a bit slow when, when he first came into it. And then the Ray match, he's got a bit more intensity in him, a bit more quickness, a bit more fire in that, hasn't he? In that match, delivering his mm. move, so... And as you say, it was all going swimmingly. And you've, have you heard of some of the reasons why, like, apparently it did end for him quick? Do you know why? Um, but, but I think it ended up, so you know, one of those where it's like, oh, we've got nothing for you and and stuff like that. Well, do you know, and, have you listened to Paul London's uh, podcast much? Or, like, that he does? No, no, no. But apparently... That's Paul London as well. Remember well, watching... Um, Remember watching WrestleMania with him in the back, back room of a, a Preston pub uh, yeah. when Triple H and Stephanie come on. Some interesting just, news. I was going to say, nobody says on this, and I don't, well, I don't know how, like, how true this is. He says that apparently, remember, what's his name? Dave Lagana. Dave Lagana, yeah, yeah. Yeah, apparently he, <laughs> I don't know, this doesn't sound, I don't know if you want to believe this or not. Apparently he propositioned more the guy. <laughs> To like basically, yeah, basically, like, <laughs> can't believe I'm repeating this, but this is what he says basically, like, kiss me, or you're not like, um, you know, getting the push type thing. Obviously, Fertig flipped out, got him in a headlock, and that was the end of him. That's what Paul London said. And I only found that out before when I was watching the videos, like you was, and I thought, is this fucking real? <laughs> What's going on here? Because you say, there's, there's no, you know, yeah, good feedback, it's a decent match, but it just must have been. And apparently Undertaker wanted to work on them as well. So if 
take us on board to actually work with them. Yeah. What ha- what happened? Like, I'd love to know. It's a, yeah, no, it's a, it's it's a strange one. Um, because he he weren't to be honest when he turned into like um. Kevin Ford, Kevin Ford. He was a good worker in ACW. Yeah, one yeah. of the better ones on that show. Yeah, the new breed one. Remember the new breed with the originals new at WrestleMania. Breed, yeah, yeah. In match yeah. like Marcus Corvon. Um, oh yeah, I was. I was. Yeah. Funnily, funnily enough, I was watching um, a video the other day. Like it's a six-minute video of old Monty Brown's like promos. Fuck me, he was good. No, he was charisma through the roof, wasn't he? He was fucking brilliant. Um, with, with the um, Ray match, Ray at the time was cruiserweight champion, but he was always known for beating the, the much bigger lads. Um, yeah. He, he got a good eight-minute match out of Mordecai. I did feel we all Ray, Ray. It's Ray, in it? Always consistent, Andy. You're never going to let you down. You know, hardly ever had a bad match and still going strong to this day. Yeah, um, so um, it's probably a thumbs down from yourself and maybe from me as well for putting Mordecai on the list. Potential, Andy, a lot of potential there. Once again, you know, if you're not into your, uh, you know, supernaturally culty gimmicks, then obviously it's not for you. If you just like, you know, chop exchanges and forearm exchanges, you're not going to like Mordecai. But, you know, a lot of potential there and he could have done a lot more with him and could have pushed because, you know, his promos delivered. He wasn't the worst in there. There's been a lot mm. worse. And, you know, obviously, yeah, he's a bit new, a bit green, but he could have worked with it. And, yeah, he, I think it's a missed opportunity there. So, yeah, thumbs down for me. Number eight now. Here we go. Spirit squad of Mikey, Johnny, Kenny, <laughs> <laughs> Nikki. <laughs> We're just missing Andy, Matty. <laughs> We're missing us two out of there, and I'm fucking hell. I tell you what, like, what are you? What are you? Come on, what are your initial thoughts? Like, was you a fan at the time, or what was going on with the Spirit Squad? Well, this is a time in WWE where my interest was waning, right? Uh, mainly because it was all like the DX stuff and. And yeah, you know, like with Vince McMahon, and yeah, and, and I know people, you know, the easy answer to go to is the IWC answer, which is, oh, it, it was we all turned into PG and it was all, yeah, you know, a bit kiddie like, and not not for me who's into like fucking Ring of Honor at the time, and TNA's on the other side being a good product, yeah, and this this feud with Spirit Squad against DX just seemed to go on forever. Most one-sided uh, feud of all time as well. Oh, <laughs> would they ever get the win over Mike? Well, especially over Triple H and Michael. Not, you know, would they ever pay up the Not a fucking chance. Um, so actually, their debut was to help Jonathan Coachman win a Royal Rumble qualifier. This yeah, is um, Jared Lawler by cheerleading distraction, which, which you know. You think it was a, like a female cheerleader? If if, if old Jerry's getting um, distracted, not not male cheerleaders. Um, so as I mentioned, like the feud with Vince, Sean, and Triple H, and um, like later in the careers with um, Kenny and Mikey, uh, Kenny Dykstra and Mikey Mondo, and um, they they would return to the Fed. Uh, I think they won the SmackDown tie, tag titles, and they were also PCW tag team champions. 
they win in the tournament, weren't they? Or were they in that tournament when SmackDown, when the, the last brand split happened? That's when they come back, wasn't it? Yeah. It was in the, the Miz and Dolph Ziggler feud as well, wasn't it? Obviously, they with were, Dolph Ziggler. Yeah. yeah, that was the one. Yeah, but Dolph, Dolph Ziggler, they got Dolph Ziggler out of this and the 20-year uh, veteran. <laughs> He's there, that, like, you know. It's <laughs> fucking... <laughs> I know we always say, we're everyone, to, we talk about time, don't we? Yeah. 20 fucking years of Dolph. Yeah, <laughs> but he, he's what he's one of those Dolph Ziggler that he, he, he put him put him in the black bracket like you know, like Billy Gunn like when Jr. would always say he's like the most naturally gifted athlete and yeah and stuff like that. Ziggler's in that category. Yeah, I, you know what? He's, he's another one. You know, because you've seen him to death, haven't you? Over the last twenty years, he's easily to dismiss as like you know. Oh, Dolph Ziggler again, but he's you know he's he's, he's more than fine in there. He's he's a he's, he's a good wrestler, you know. He's, he's, he'll he'll never let you down, will he? You know what I mean? He would put him in a spot. He'll, he'll never let you down. But it is that thing of as you, as I've said, you've seen him that much. You know he might grate on people, but as an actual wrestler and stuff, he, there's, there's far worse. There's far worse. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> do, do you ever feel with like? Um... You know, talking about 20-year veterans with Dolph Ziggler and the Miz. And do, do you ever see any of them two going to like an AEW? I can't. Maybe Dolph. I think Dolph's hinted at it because his brother's there, isn't it? If he ever leaves mm. his contract. I could see him turning up. Not like a not getting a good well, saying that, not getting a big run. You don't know, it's only can. But um you, you know, I could see him turning up doing some skits with his brother and stuff. The Miz now, I think he's Think he's got a job for life with WWE, hasn't he? Being an ambassador, maybe a fucking coach or something, you know. Because I mean? the, all these celebrities, you know, they get, you know, once again, the Miz is another one, you know, say what you want about him, put him in any spot. He's a professional, he's always there, he's on time, he's he helps all the new guys out, the celebrities, and you know, worth the weight in gold. These type of people, Andy, they are, they really are. Yeah, he's Reliable. always. He's always willing to show his ass as well. Yeah, he, he always make, get made a yeah, made a tit out of, and he doesn't want his his heat. But you know, he always over. You know, no matter how much he gets made a show of, he can come out the next weekend. The fans still like you know, they always he, never be a face. That face run down in like twenty thirteen, oh. shocking when they give yeah. Flair his manager and that like yeah. Oh yeah, God, I remember yeah, that. Giving past the figure four to him and all that. No bad. Just just keep him as a heel. Just, just keep him as a comedy fucking. You know, heal and just, just just let them get battered all the time. But back to so the spirit squad. Back to the spirit squad, anyway. And um, actually, actually, one of my notes was asking about Dolph Ziggler and um, yeah. So, so yeah, yeah, great minds think alike, Matty. And um, so with um, the spirit squad, uh, the end of them is when they lose a five versus three handicap match versus DX and Ric Flair. And uh, this is a famous sent back in a crate with the OVW sticker yeah. on the side. Yeah, yeah, very on the nose, very, um, you know. But no, just back to back to them in general. And this was like you thought it was built for Kenny, didn't you? Like he was the one who got the singles matches with John Cena, Triple H, Michaels. Mm. And he was only like twenty at the time, twenty-one. They pushing him as this young prodigy, but you know he stayed on for a bit after Spirit Squad. He was the only one that stayed for a bit. On you know he was there knocking about with Orton and Edge for a bit, and went on SmackDown, but. Never filled that potential, so he's probably only about what I don't even think he's 40 yet. Him, Andy, he could have another uh, 10 year run. <laughs> mm. And well, one of, one of the members, oh, I forgot to mention Mitch was in the um spirit Mitch, squad, but, yeah. But 
One of the ones was uh, Johnny Jeter. He was he was like the OVW champion at the time. He was so. an IWC. Yeah, I've never. I remember me mate Chewy. He was banging to OVW like at the time, and he got the mm. old cassette order and that. He used to love it. Obviously, being the proper wrestling guy, like your Nick Dinsmores and that, and Rob Conway's going at it. And but he was always one you seen in Power Slam and all that, weren't he? Johnny Jeter. You see the name, and I never like yet never done his run out like as champion there. Hmm. Um, yeah, no, it, I think it's always going to get like, um, you know, comparisons to the natural born thrillers in it in WCW, like five good looking fellas. Yeah, but they were all Great small, though. I, I hate to be like a WWE, like fucking hiring coach here or something, but they all were small, weren't they? Like the thrillers had that a bit mixed in, they were all pure jacked, they were all, you know, most of them were, like Jim Jack and O'Hare, deceivingly tall, weren't they? And pulling ball, yeah. big fellas, whereas these were like on the short side, but yeah, you know, the gimmick itself, yeah, probably, you know, give a thumbs up, the gimmicks be there, but, you know, they, 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 were, on, they were featured heavily, you know, they were mm. really with associated yeah. with man and Going in, I know they never won much against Triple H and that, but they were in big matches with them and, and seeing it and stuff. So, yeah, and became a big show for the tag titles as well. They, we they did, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, they had a decent run, but yeah, overall, never going to last where the limited shelf life for a gimmick like that. So, so, actually, the two matches I put on the list, I don't think you've, you've seen them, Matty, but you, you've got, mem- like Rob Feinstein used to say, memories of Spirit Squad versus DX from uh, Saturday yeah. Night's Big Event. Um, so That's it was the cage the- one, isn't it? We're in the cage. That's where they put them in the little cage on the outside, weren't it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so this was like a handicap match on Saturday Night's Main Event. Fuck me. They dispatched them quickly with this. Ah. Well, they, and they, they had this and the main event of the pay per view, the, the extra vengeance 2006 main event was yeah. the extra the spirit squad. <laughs> Notice <isn't> it, <laughs> uh, destroyed them, yeah, just destroyed just them, never, yeah, yeah. It was one of those like four of them got put in the cage, and like Vince, he stood there like a fucking lemon, like you just like Vin, doesn't like, Vince get super kicked in the cage onto them all? He does. Again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> So, so um, <laughs> but before this was actually, I think it was the reformation of DX, which was Triple H versus the Spirit Squad Gauntlet. Yeah. So it, you know, it started off with one, and then Vince like eventually like you know gets a few down there, and Triple H holds his own as per ever. I'm not putting any fucker over Triple H mold again. Not happening at all. This is the one where. Yeah, um, they're waiting on the last one to come out. Michaels launches him out of the entranceway, doesn't he? And that's where, as you say, DX get reformed here. Yeah. Because Triple H could do them all in on his own, so he needed help, yeah. <laughs> obviously, <laughs> when he could just do them in on his fucking own. The, this is also the era of bloated Triple H. with the, You know, like his uh, perfectly ironed um, hair. Yeah, his Harley Race uh, handlebar muzzy as well, really. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's you know what you know. I didn't mind this DX run. It was the third run of DX when they come back in two thousand and nine. That was like legit, like PG, like Looney Tunes stuff. You know what I mean? Is that the one with the big show? Yeah, it's like they come back to feud once again. I think I think Triple H does the honors. It's like Cody and Ted DiBiase beat him in a handicap match. Mm. So he has to get on the phone to Shawn Michaels and um, 
yeah, it's very, yeah, it's not, it's, it's worse than the, if you don't like the 06 one, then 09's pretty look. Could you get Hornswoggle involved in 09 and that it's yeah. proper for kids stuff like whereas the 06 got a few risque moments like trying to um, rekindle the magic of 97, but yeah, no, 09's the worst run for me. But um, Spirit Squad, um, are they deserving of um, of, of plays in the shit list? I think I go. It's an hard one. This I think I said thumbs up before, but you know I'll give them a question mark because on paper, yeah, the, the gimmick itself. But then once again, I don't know what you think. I'm, I'm torn here, and I could go either way. Yeah, you might twist my arm here. For me, I think. It's they, they, it's they, good they, he's down the end. Yeah, but I think what you know ruins it is just like being jobbed out all the time. Yeah. They weren't it, they weren't treated as a real threat. It's just like, oh, can't wait to beat these guys again tonight. Yeah. Old Triple H and Sean. Should we keep it as a question mark then? Yeah, I'd say a question yeah. mark yeah. on this. Yeah. Okay. Here we go. We're, we're down to the final two now. So, um, shh. <laughs> I know these are some of your worst, aren't they, Andy? But off our limited, like, talks about these over the over the few years. You hate these, don't you? <laughs> the librarians, old Peter Avalon and um, Blue Pants, Lima yeah. Bates uh, from AEW. Fuck me. <laughs> this was like... At the start of it, EW in it, this was like some of the worst stuff that, like, you know, I know they were throwing ever, you know, ideas against the wall at the start, seeing what stick and stuff, but this wasn't good, was it? But the thing was, like, um, you remember, like, Lever Bates blue pants back in, it was the old Enzo and Big Cass, weren't it? Was that, it that the, was that here, was it? Yeah, 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 Big yeah. Before yeah. Carmella was before Carmella was with them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. it was just like the crowd getting it getting her over because she wore blue pants. Basically, yeah. like what me and Jeff do on the on the scene when anyone's got the color purple in the gear or the hair or it's like red shoes in Japan. <laughs> the red, red shoes. Yeah. <laughs> Referee in red, he's dancing <laughs> with me, cheetah cheek. Uh, but yeah, um, they turned up in AEW as the librarians. Um, proper AEW dark gimmicks, these ones. Um, old Lever Bates, who's recently been uh, like let go by AEW. I think she was doing, I don't know, admin work backstage. And the, I think her last appearance on camera was that awful like segment with the outcasts. Uh, oh, the, it, yeah. oh, God. You know, sort of like the play fighting you do at school. What the school? Well, well, probably not your sort of play fighting matter because you used to take thirty-five stunners, <laughs> amongst other finishes and amongst other finishes. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it was like they were fake pretending, like putting the boots to, and oh, they're yeah. selling for it. It's just such amateur hour. I will say she's never been good. Yeah. No. Even Peter Peter Avalon, he, I used to watch him on um, what was he in PWG back in the day. Right, wasn't he in? Was he in? Um, where, where, I think where did I see him before AEW? 
it was when I was doing like the indie fucking watches. Or was it watch like Championship indie. Wrestling from Hollywood? It was Hollywood. That was the one. The Hollywood one. What what? L.A. Knight was in and stuff like that, wasn't it? Yeah. And it, yeah, all, yeah. I think I think he fought. Did he fight Aldous? Uh, might have been when Aldous was doing the NWA Tour and Champion, and I'm sure he fought him there. Yeah. It was around that time. Yeah, and I seen him there, and yeah, you know, just he's just one of them wrestlers in the end. Like a he's a preliminary guy, and he he's just like there to take the pins and. And, and stuff like that But yeah Just Never And once again I'm not a big AEW guy So I'll probably miss these uh, This feud with Him and Brandon Cutler If we could actually get a win Wasn't it, it was like San Marino Playing Luxembourg And hit the footy it is, Someone's yeah, got to yeah. get the win Hasn't he Someone's got to win So one's <laughs> all Has to go Yeah in, in the other <laughs> the end. way round <laughs> Yeah But no no It were a big thing On AEW Back in the day Because these two These two Would just lose Every week And then it I think they were A tag team as well And then they'd end up Losing And we've got to fight We've got to Finally settle this One on one Someone has to get A victory And you know Fair fucks to them They did They did alright In this match But before we Actually get into the match I want to ask you Memories of going To a library and any favourite books you had as a kid? As a kid? Yeah, when you, yeah, did, you, I, you went to the library, what would be the one book that you'd take out? I used to love the Twits, you know, Roald Dahl's book. The yeah, Twits. yeah, yeah. Yeah, I used to love that. And The Lion, The Witch in the Wardrobe as well. Because they were the two I remember reading in primary school. And just absolutely, especially the Twits. I used to love that. Yeah. And uh, yeah, but then it'd always be like the old video shopping around where if he didn't take the book back the day you should, they charge you like 20p or 50p. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's still like that now. I haven't been to a library for a while. I'm just one local here, like, but it's still like that now where you, they charge you, isn't that? I, I, think, I think they do, but I'm not, I'm not used to bloody yeah. library. Only time I go to the library is to do me voting for elections. That's about it. Used to go to the library as well, be, you know, before everyone had the internet where they'd have access, you know, on the, yeah. on the computers and maybe print stuff off, or you needed to you know, put something on a on a disc or something, something like that, maybe. But yeah, you know, used to use them as a kid, and yeah, for sure. I, th I think my the one book I always used to take out was like um, it was like a big, big fucking book of um, like football league records, every score from like the eighteen. Ah, Nine yeah. to 1890s to, well, I think you were up to about 1992 or something. But I'd yeah. always just take it out every every time I went to the library. Just to, just look up on old teams like whoever were playing in the back, Woolwich Arsenal and uh, yeah, yeah, all, all that stuff. Just just fascinated by um, scores like that. But in terms of when you were saying about going on the like the internet, they used to have um, a library at my high school, Hollingworth High, and you know you had to book your place in the library uh, because it was yeah you know, when it first come out the internet. Fuck me. Oh, I know that was our yeah that was our library yeah and the, the yeah. Internet, but then because uh, I think I've told this on Spotlight or a Patreon show, like our sixth form common room, we had a proper common room with a you know vendor machine in radio. Yeah, but after like the first like six months, 
obviously it wasn't myself or no one, but other we shared it with the year below because it was year 12, year 13, so, so the year above, and they probably treated it like shit. And that's so we got took off us because we were too noisy and all that. So our common room used to be the library, though. So we were made up in a way because we'd just sit there on EWR or champ <laughs> or champ, and we'd be we'd yeah. be with it. The lads who went into that, like the girls that'd be sitting there, like fucking bored, but we'd be fucking made up because <laughs> we were on EWR and that great stuff. With my with my like internet room, um, when I go on, it always going on to like um, nitro results or raw oh, results. Printing them off, yeah, printing them printing them off, and like, oh, this is because you know with Power Slam being like um, every month, weren't it? It's just like the gap in yeah. between. Like, oh, I've got to read these results and uh, uh, what what have you. I always remember going on to the actual nitro website, and it was I think it was the nitro girls page and. Uh, the headmaster, um, Dr. Mortimer. I've got a story. Go on. Go Do- on. Dr. Mortimer walking past, like, uh, is, is that, is that, it, it, that's now <laughs> to do with uh, yeah. wrestling, is it? <laughs> well, made up, but like, oh, let me delete yeah. that page in a minute and keep it up yes. myself, probably. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I had a similar one. I'm like, you know, I've told about my escapades in school like a few times on these, but um, like, yeah, like, I used to. I had printed a picture off once of Trish Stratus at the time. Oh, the teacher went ballistic. I hadn't figured it was like a port, like a, someone out of a port. <laughs> I got fucking like said, I think I got sent down to the uh, to the office for that one. But I've only like yeah. printed the picture off. I know. I know that because it was, you know, the early on, this is like 2001, two maybe on this. This was like fucking, you know, only 15. You know what I mean? So fucking hell. Yeah. Well, only teenager like yourself, Matty. This is it. This is it. You yeah. know what I mean? We're day kids themselves, the teachers. You know what I mean? We're day teenagers themselves. Yeah, but you know what? We didn't buy them WWE mag- Divas magazines for nothing back in the day. Yeah. Didn't we? <laughs> Yeah, you know the videos as well. The, like, you know what? And this might surprise a few. I never ever had one of them DVDs or videos. You know, I bought the magazines. The only one I bought was the Stratus Satisfaction um, DVD, but I never bought one of those Divas. Like, was it Divas in Hawaii or something? Was it? Yeah, yeah, something like that, wasn't it? Yeah. But hey, you're saying about Trish Stratus getting you in trouble now, Trish Stratus um, sort of stopped me from getting a, v- a VHS from WH Smiths. You know the uh, VHS action. It was just yeah. like a, the half picture was of a, a, her in a bikini. And they won't sell. They won't sell it to me at Dub Smiths, so I had to get me dad. Like a couple of days later, I said, "Dad, could you get us this VHS? It's got um, it's got it's got Trish Stratus on the front." It, it, me dad used to watch the wrestling with us, yeah. so he knew. And I think they quizzed in like, "There, are you buying this for your son?" No, yeah. no, no. <laughs> <laughs> Proper jobs worth there behind the till, fucking hell. Well, it was like a 15, that, and funnily enough, I, I like two weeks earlier, it was like you sold us like uh, WWF Hardcore or bloody uh, one of them ECW and, pay-per-views. Yeah, it might have been a 15. Wasn't you about six foot seven when you were 15? No, <laughs> the glory oh, days, of Andy, where the proper glory days, where they don't make that, that era of like... You know, going to buy the videos, going to the internet, printing pictures, printing results. Just different world to how they've got it now. The, the, the you know the new fans and all that. It's just a, it's just a different world, mate. But fucking great stuff. Looking back though, yeah, 
just just wild. The same news agents I used to get all them old like um, you know like PW Illustrated, it, it, like Pro Wrestling Illustrated, yeah. and all the other like American yeah. mags. That news wow. agent still, still yeah still still there in Rochdale. Fucking used to go in there like tip me bloody uh. Me bloody fifty quid, um, like NVQ wage up on that, that and bloody yeah. DVDs in Manchester. Fuck me. Yeah, great, great times. Time, we'll have an old school. We'll have an old school day, and we'll go and try and hunt some stuff down in Manchester one day, mate. To tell you. All <laughs> uh, right. So, um, yeah, the the librarian. So, what did you did you see any of the two matches? So, Brandon Cutler against Peter Avalon and Danny Jordan, who also had um, a burn book. Versus uh, Lever Bates with a. I'll be honest, and I didn't bother with these two because I can't. <laughs> I couldn't. Be, I couldn't even be. I couldn't be asked with these. I'll be honest, but because I know who was this. Was this like to be honest? Did someone get a big win here? Did Avalon get a win or was it Cutler? Cutler. Cutler beat oh, Avalon. Fucking hell! Who's who's who would you rather have Cutler or Avalon? <sighs> <laughs> Peter Avalon. Yeah, and the shame. Cutler's one of the I hate Brandon Cutler. <laughs> he he used to come out like a fucking dragon as well. <laughs> a dragon and some bloody dice, what he had. Dungeons and Dragons dice. Oh, terrible. Terrible. He's only got a job through mates, hasn't he? To be fair to him, though, he freely admits that. So I'll give him that. <laughs> <laughs> Oh dear. Um, so yeah, a, a thumbs up for this one on the list, Matty. Of modern, yeah, of, especially of because you know all these are pre like mostly like old nostalgia, eighties, nineties, aren't they? Most of the you know, a good few of them. So as a modern one, Andy, hundred percent didn't work out, did it at all? And surprised it lasted as long as it did. To be honest, it mm. lasted a, well over a year. Was it? Was it? Was it? Was it well over a year? About that, yeah. 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 So I, I'm I'm shocked it did and. Yeah, as a modern one, big thumbs up to be on the list. So here we go. I was waiting. I'm, I, I'm glad you kept this one for the last. I'm glad you kept it. Number 10. Let me in. No, I'll, pro I'll probably lock the door and keep you outside, mate. Um, it's The Fiend. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the gimmick is basically someone suffering from a... Um, What's it? It's um, like multiple personality disorder, where they rand randomly switch between um, you know the dark side and like yay brilliant and all that. Yeah. So the good side is Bray Wyatt as um, a children's TV presenter. So think of him like Andy Peters or um, Andy, what's it called? Andy Crane back in the day. Oh yeah. Uh, and his bad side is um, the Fiend, some like boogeyman monster. Um, but what I wanted to ask you, Matt, it was um, thoughts on the original Bray Wyatt character, and also, do you think, and I sort of think this might have been the beginning of like his uh, hot period at uh, like dying, was the John Cena Mania 30 match, right? Initial thoughts were, especially at the time, great, man, it was a great gimmick, mm. very, very like different, you know. Obviously, it took a lot from uh, De Niro and Cape Fear, isn't it? Max Cady, yeah. the old, and uh, Waylon Macy was based off that, which is another, you know, layer to this. So, yeah, great stuff at the start, and but it was one of them. And as you said, that Cena match, 
Mm. He was always going to lose that, though, wasn't he? He was never going to beat John Cena at WrestleMania. Even at the time, I hate Cena, so obviously I'm going to uh, loathe him even more for that. But it's like he was never going to get that win. And it wasn't even like he was booked ultra strong like in that. And then do you remember well, the month later in the um, the cage match where they had that uh, the kid? Do you remember the finish of that? The cage match where Cena's about to walk out the cage and the kid appears with a distorted voice singing he's got the yeah, whole yeah. world in his hands. Which, like, once again, in a mind and on paper, that sounds written on. Not even messing. That sounds such a good finish. Yeah, yeah The execution yeah. is, like, you know, is a bit of a letdown. But, like, yeah. And then they had, that, they had a great... Um, is it a last man standing match? A payback is a really mm. good... Weapons like you know, typical WWE weapons match. That's a good match, that but yeah, after that, he went into a, a few bit like Jericho and that. So, but yeah, he needed that. He beat, I know he beat Kane at first and a few others, but to solidify him, I know you know, people will say, Well, he got the match with John Cena at WrestleMania for me. He could, he could have went over, do you know what I mean? But he was never gonna, he was never gonna. And if I just say that, that cage match, and he doesn't get a pinfall on Cena, it's it's a cage match, so he'll just get. I think he gets out of the cage, or he might pin him. I'm not yeah. sure, but it's not a decisive win anyway. I just, uh, I remember the reaction that night in the uh, in the old Superdome. It was, yeah, it's like, well, you were there, yeah, obviously, yeah. yeah, yeah. It was like, fucking hell, John Cena winning. What a bag of shite! Because everyone yeah. loved Bray Wyatt. Yeah, he was. Then I, was I did. Intrigue, didn't he? He did. He had that that proper intrigue about him, and it was such such a different gimmick, and it was cool. It was. The vignettes they were doing, like at the uh, the compound and all that, mm. was great. It was yeah. Um, so the the theme character, so they in like Bray Wyatt's like Firefly Funhouse, they had a, a cast of characters: Rambling Rabbit, Pig Boy, Abby the Witch, and an evil Vince McMahon puppet. Uh, we would later, once Alexa Bliss gets involved, have uh, evil Alexa Bliss with a uh, Lily the doll. Lily. Um, <laughs> but. The, the, the actual three matches, what I, I put forward to yourself, Matt, there's many like Fiend matches that you can go to, but uh, started off with the Fiend versus Finn Balor. So this was like the debut at SummerSlam. If yeah. you remember, like, um, I think it was months before this, it was, weren't they supposed to have the Demon Finn Balor versus uh, Bray Wyatt dressed up as Sister Abigail? Yeah, that was meant to be at TLC. And yeah. he, I think he gets injured and they put AJ in there with them, don't they? With with uh, Finn Balor. I think it's AJ. Yeah. And um, imagine that. Imagine seeing that one. It's just that I well, That was all there. Once again, Andy, the intrigue of, you know, you always were wondering they were going to bring Sister Abigail into it as a character, weren't he? And you were always going to yeah, wonder who would be playing it. Easy thing to do. I'm surprised he never did. Because they were thinking, weren't like Paige. Like, yeah, yeah. There was a few rumours to be. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. um, so. What we're gonna say here? Oh, so with this SummerSlam show, the days of uh, old Rene Paquette on commentary. Yeah, this was it. Dio Madden, Rene Paquette is Dio Madden here on this. Oh no, he's on the Hell in the Cell one, and he. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's had the uh, Hell in the Cell one. Sorry, but yeah, Rene on commentary. They went, they changed, the chopped and changed the commentary teams quite a few times over the last few years, and haven't they? Let's be honest. The Kings at the Elm themselves. I couldn't believe it when he heard the King there. <laughs> and who, who's it as well, buddy? Samoa Joel's on commentary on one of these, isn't he? That's, I think that's for the, like the Thunderdome one. one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. um, so, so as, a, as a debut, I will say the entrance and everything was spot on. 
Spot on, man. Always is, Andy. Everything about this is where, like, you know, I'm not going to sit here and say I'm the biggest Bray Wyatt fiend fan in the world. Mm. But, like, I'm going to have, I'm probably going to have to defend him here. It's that's always the thing where, like, I can see why people don't like him because he is everything, everything, everything about him, the way he's presented the entrance. It's when that bell rings, isn't it? And, and, to, and I'm going to try and stick up for him. It's, I don't, I don't, I still don't think he's the worst wrestler, Andy. I really don't. If he was in there having normal matches, I don't think he's that bad. It's all the gimmicky shite. Once again, I've got tolerance for, but maybe not yeah. like all these, but I think it's all that that ruins him. Like the worms and maggots on the, 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 uh, the ring canvas against Orton, you know, I know what that yeah. match isn't down. Yeah, fucking hell. You know what I mean? That's not him being shit as a wrestler, is it? That's the shit going into it. So he just happens to be involved in all these shit gimmicky matches. So, you know, but you know, you know what I'm trying to say, though? I, I don't yeah. think he's, he's as bad it's, as people go on. It's one of them, Matty. It's like the ideas in principle sound yeah, good. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. not too bad. But when you put them into practice, yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. he's either going to sink or swim. Like, like yeah. anything, probably like a lot of Vince Russo's ideas back in. Yeah. Yeah. WCW, he had some like good ideas, but then he had some fucking clangers. Yeah, well, this is it, and then we will discuss as we go through this like fiend like timeline type thing over the over this year two year period. It's like, like as you say, it starts off great, and then like because they protect him, like he destroys mm. Balor, doesn't he? Really, he doesn't yeah. look into him, Balor. He doesn't know what to do, and he, he just destroys him, and he's portrayed as this invincible. Like fucking, as you say, monster, literally mm. monster. Like you know, comes into that hell in the cell, doesn't he? Against Seth Rollins, and you know, it's it is. I can't defend that. It's one of the worst fucking matches in the history, just for the fact that you've got a DQ in a fucking hell in the cell. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. It's fucking dreadful that you just don't. It doesn't make that doesn't make hair when you, you, that idea gets passed about. It. I know you're trying to protect the fucking fiend, and you don't want to give him the belt. But they seen that, and then the month later, they give him the fucking belt, don't they? So, because yeah. of what he done here. So, uh, I'm going to say, Matty, manufacturing must have been, you know, slow on the belt. So he's like, oh, we got it all the off lads. Yeah, well, <laughs> I don't think, and I really don't think it was part of the plans. I, I just thought that they booked themselves pretty much like with the Ryback CM Punk thing years earlier. I think they just booked themselves into the corner, which they didn't need to do, you know. Just you know, they haven't gone for the belt straight away. Then they thought, oh, wait, there, he's invincible. We can't have him lose the hell in the cell. You know what I mean? Mm. So they got to do a DQ. And even the stuff going, like the fans are chanting bullshit. They're chanting, yeah, they want him to beat Seth Rollins. They yeah. genuinely want him to win the title. Seth Rollins, um, because at this stage he was a, like a baby face, but he, he just comes across, he came across as very whiny, I seem to remember around yeah. this time. It's not, it's not like now where he's trying to be a, like a baby face, but that's all he cause. He's got like um, a single long entrance fee. Yeah, but that's the thing. Like, once again, I'm not the biggest chef fan. Might come across like I'm defending him here. Yeah, he, yeah. he ain't that run. He ain't that. He organically got over. Yeah. And, the fans wanted to see him be Brock and that at the time. I don't care what anyone says. They were behind him. He organically mm. got pushed and that was deserved. But once again, once he won the title, it's a different story. They turn on. They don't want him. The chase is always better, as they say. They don't yeah. want him as champion. They see the fiend coming in. It was like, fucking hell, he's a bit cool. He's a bit different. And they just got behind that because it was featured heavily on telly, the fiend. Mm. And they backed themselves into this corner and 
know, the, the stuff they do in there and like where they, you know, they basically they fucking try and murder the guy, don't they? Well, the monster, they literally do. It's a horror film. It's like a, like a Jason Voorhees, isn't it? They, yeah. they, like, he builds it up. He hits him with the ladder, with the toolbox onto the ladder, the fucking... And it looks great. And then, oh, the dastardly sledgehammer comes out, and that's the final straw, isn't it? The fucking yeah. big mallet. I know you are the comments of that big fiend mallet, Andy. I know you'd love that. You bet you love that one. <laughs> I did put the fiend's mallet like yeah. fucking hell, this is... it's bad, isn't it? That is bad. But then the sledgehammer comes out, you know. But Seth's acting here. I can't defend Seth here. He's acting shocking. Yeah. It's really fucking shit. He also does that laugh, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's oh. fucking dreadful acting like as if like he doesn't want to do it, but he's got to do it to kill this fucking monster. And then he hits Why am I so the... evil? Yeah, oh, um... he, he hits him with the sledgehammer, and then the ref calls for a fucking DQ and an LMSL match. The fans, Andy, are fucking furious. Refunds chance, AW chance, fucking hell. Yeah. Everything here, it's really bad. I remember like it watching at the time, really, really bad stuff. And then obviously to try and, um, you know, Cover it up because I always say everyone knows if you're ordering a pay per view, last thing you want is in the main event a DQ finish. So, like, yeah. you know, sometimes if a big match goes on early in the card, you think, right, they're going to get a DQ. Bullshit. Yeah, a bullshit. Yeah. But at the main event, you think, no. So, obviously, the times they do do it, they cover it up with a big angle, a big spot after it. And the fiend obviously rises from the dead here, doesn't he? Gives Seth a couple of sister Abigail's on the floor. We get, we get Seth uh, spitting blood out from the mouth. To try yeah. and save it as a visual at the end, and yeah, it's um, just should have let, just should have let the fucking feed win, shouldn't he? Really, yeah, yeah. <laughs> one, one thing I found cool with him, and that got over with the audience quickly, was you know, that spot where he tries and rips the red off, yeah, you know, just like twists the red like that, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. The crowd just went, oh. But it's uh, once again, another thing I can't do it's the shit red light in this match as well. It's shit, yeah, isn't it? yeah, bad. yeah. The thing was, on the debut, they didn't have any of that shite. And then it's like, oh, no, he's evil. You've got to have yeah. the red light. And I think I did actually see him because he did do a dark match in Manchester. They'd always leave him as the dark match. I think I've seen him in that red light. Oh, I, was actually, I, I, I don't I think I ever actually seen The Fiend live. No, I didn't. Yeah, I think I saw him once. That's about it. Right. But, but yeah, the crowd, crowd loved it. crowd loved it, no, but this is the thing. This is where, like, we can we'll go into more about the theme. But I don't. He shouldn't be on this list. He really shouldn't. And people might, you know, this is probably going to cause a bit of outrage. And hopefully, a bit of bit of chatter get get you when people yeah. listen. Yeah. Let's converse on Twitter. Let Let's have a discussion. I'm all about that. I think because I think the character was always over. Mm. It was always presented well. You know, if you want to look into the metrics, what people want to do, it was a business. You know, merch, gold mine. Whoa. It was all things. It was, it was just as you say, you know. And once again, like you know, the, the helmet sells. So he's invincible. He's this, that, and the other. He can't be beat. He's been basically Andy. A burning buildings fell on him, and he still hasn't fucking <laughs> been killed, has he? And this what does me head in because he did, this is where I, I'm, one of my Twitter meltdowns. I'm not, I'm not really into that anymore. But this was one of my big ones back yeah. in the day. Was when I watched that and thought, right, all right, DQ shocking. But they're protecting this guy, the fucking the next month in a I think it was a crown jewel, he beat Seth. And I'm like, fucking hell, yeah. you've actually given the belt here, fair play. And he's the champion. And then he comes up against fucking Goldberg. Now Oh yeah, he got her. I, I love Bill, I do, but I've I watched love him. I love him. I've watched him 
as I say, literally nearly get murdered with sledgehammers, mallets, toolboxes, ladders, whole nine yards. And then it takes three spears <laughs> and a jackhammer <laughs> and he's beat. And uh, I was livid because I was a guy who's invested, Andy, I was. I was invested mm. every week. I was like, he's a main event of the fiend. You know, you mightn't like it, but, you know, he's a main event. He's getting protected. And then it takes... And then that was for a business decision for a bigger match against Roman and that at WrestleMania, wasn't it? It was like, I was livid after that because I was like, fucking hell, I've sat here for months <laughs> and now he's been beaten. I do once again, we all love Goldberg, but it's like, fucking hell, I've done my head in that. What do you think, like, with Goldberg, probably, like, thinking, like, don't, don't work for me, brother? No, I, I don't think he was on the radar, Andy. I, I don't think he was on that radar a month before. I just thought, they, once again, they backed themselves into it. Mm. And then thought, right, we want to do Roman and Goldberg. Are we going to get the belt off him? We'll just have Goldberg beat him. It's like, yeah, it's just fucking crazy. But, you know, that, and then that after that, you know, he goes back to uh, that's the Thunderdome era then, isn't it? After right, that. right. I was going to say about the Thunderdome era, like watching this, like, what is it, two, three years on from, like, COVID era. It's weird, isn't it? You know what? It, it is. It's weird. And, and yeah. some stuff I like. About it, and some stuff I don't. I, I do a, a mixed bag on the Thunderdome, but yeah. Now this is what I think about the Fiend in the Thunderdome. It gets, you know, I don't think it's as bad. Because even the stuff which you know might seem a bit okay, where he feuding with Brian and he takes him under the ring and then he rips his yeah. beard off and he's throwing the hair. All yeah. that's fine because it's in front of a crowd, and they could do what the fuck they wanted with this character in the Thunderdome because they didn't have to fucking. They weren't looking for a crowd reaction, so this was basically like. Friday the 13th, Halloween, Nightmare and Elm Street rolled into one weekly, wasn't it? They could do what the fuck creatively that they wanted with this character. Fucking hell. Fucking, what's it, Randy Orton. Randy he must Orton, have the okay. time of his life working with yeah. Bray Wyatt. Old Bray, all the things. He doesn't mind it. Like, you know, Orton's, you know, a pro and he'll do what, what he's asked and stuff and make the most of it and make the best of it as he can and I, I, this Inferno match, Andy, I can't, I can't sit here and hate it. I fucking, it's I not bad, it. is it? It's not I bad, like is it? Yeah, but I like, like it. The, the, the spot where she he sits Orton in the chair, doesn't he? And like fucking with petrol. It's, it's yeah. fucking, it's a great, it's a great it visual, is. that. And even the, um, you know, he, he backs him up into the fire, the man double claw in fire, when he's on fire, and the RKO when he's on fire, Andy, I yeah. fucking, I've and pictures stored on my phone. I think the, they fucking look great. The pictures and the video of it looks fucking, fucking cool. Like I, I, I love this match. Like I'm not going to deny that. But it, 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 I know it's like going behind the magic and that. But it, it, it sort of made me think, like, fucking hell, how did they cut it yeah. out where they have to bring the stunt man in or something? Or was he doing his own stunts? Oh, that he, no, Andy, that's 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 a uh, Bray Wyatt taking the RKO. Yeah. That's hundred percent right. him with like a. It'll be like a stunt. Film jacket, won't it? That can obviously just catch on fire, and it's like in gel, that gel in it. Yeah, yeah, that'd yeah. be it. Taking that, obviously, it's a fucking you know, it's a fucking mannequin or whatever <laughs> at the big spot at the end, which I love. But you know, I, I do. I loved. I like. You know, most of this feud I liked, and obviously they had they had stuff where it's like fucking hell with when they brought the one who went to the house, weren't it? Oh, that that's feud. earlier on. That feud that's is earlier that, on. That, that's the um, do you mean that's part of the worms and maggots feud? Yeah, yeah, the uh... <laughs> the world, the worms and maggots. Feud. <laughs> yeah. But 
it is. That's the uh, yeah. They have the match in the co- in in this sister Abigail's fucking bedroom or something. Yeah, it is, yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. That's that feud. But this is like, but well, I that early feud does have one of my favourite angles of all time as well. And when he sets the compound on fire. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's a good feud. Like Orton's pretending to be in the Wyatt family, and uh, Luke Harper's on Twitch straight away, and Bray Wyatt's like, "No, no, he's part of us." And that's a great. That's it's a very similar story. to the um, Daniel Bryan when very, they saw, like, yeah. joined the Wyatts for a couple of weeks yeah. and like infiltrating them, and yeah, yeah no, it's, it's pretty good, pretty but good. The, the bit- the house, the compound. I fucking love that visual. Like just Orton doing his pose in front of the yeah. building. Oh, great stuff. But um, but yeah, this Inferno match on the day. I've, I've waxed lyrical about it. I, I cool spots, and obviously, you know, once again, your traditional wrestling fans of uh, boots and trunks wrestling aren't gonna like this. Yeah, fondling on the map for 25 years. You know, <laughs> <laughs> people are gonna agree with it and rightfully so what you're into is what you're into. That's why we all love all of the business in it. So but yeah, and then at the end, obviously, and um Orton gets the win, doesn't he? And then yeah. not not satisfied with the win, is he big Randall? <laughs> he wants to end this this scary monster once and for all. <laughs> Douses him in petrol. Yeah. Like Oof. the owl, like that. He's up, he, and as they say, burned to a crisp. <laughs> that's what they say. The, the fiend has been burned to a crisp. Yeah. So yeah, and that's we go off the air with the the mannequin getting a a blaze. And then the thing is, the feud went on quite a bit. Then yeah, got to mania out of it, didn't we? Yeah, we yeah. got the. Um, have you ever seen? You're a fan of the Friday the Thirteenth fans. Have you seen them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I've yeah. seen them back in the day. Well, like, no, that's where I think the. Where the f- it's Alexa Bliss gets dragged in, she carries it for a bit, doesn't she? With Orton in the Thunderdome. Oh yeah, fat. when she had like fucking um, all the black ink coming from her, her head. And... Yeah, and she's firing fireballs out of her fingers into Orton. Yeah. And that. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking daft, isn't it? Yeah, like... it's so daft. But he couldn't have done this shit with a crowd. He wouldn't have. He genuinely no. would have done it. And then you get the uh, the match of Fastlane where Alexa Bliss actually holds a pinfall victory over Randy Orton because yeah. the Bane Fiend comes back. And this is obviously took from, I think anyway, I think it's Friday the 13th part six where Jason rises from the dead and he's all burnt and he's all dirty and mucky and stuff. So to get this, this Fiend, which I'd be honest and I wasn't a big fan of the Bane Fiend. And I can, once again, I've waxed lyrical of how good I like the Fiend. This was a bit, bit too wacky, bit looked a bit shit. And once again, what we said all night about these uh, gimmicks, Better on paper, better in the mind. Looked a bit shite, and then we get to WrestleMania. And oh god, I remember doing the um, the live stream with um, uh, I think Benno, Benno and JP for you know, for grapple yeah. at this mania, and I had I had the fiend to win that night on the accumulator. And the only fucker that let me down, I was like oh. cursing Alexa Bliss. Yeah, <laughs> once again, all gets the win. So like. The Fiend didn't fucking win much as well, did he? No. <laughs> but like, <laughs> you know, he won a couple of titles, but, you know, it, it was all, um, yeah, it was just all, it's just a mad, but he's hated, didn't he? This character's fucking hated on yeah. <laughs> Well, it's, it, obviously he did the stuff with, um, you know, Cena, weren't it? The flashback, uh, Matt. Yeah, I watched that the other week randomly, you know. It's wild that, you know, that is like... I, I remember bit, I remember at the time, though, Matt, that. I was like, God, this is shit. Because it yeah. was like, I think it was on that same mania as... Um, Graveyard match with Taker. Yeah. Which is, which is unbelievable. Fucking, fucking great. Laugh. 
absolute yeah. love that one. And this one with the night after, I was like, mm. you know, compare, you know, comparing the two. And I weren't a big fan of it, but when they were hearing reviews, I think like um, way on Pulse Wrestling, fucking enjoyed this. You know, enjoyed it. Well, this is it, and I think it's it's your um, this is what I keep saying again. Like everyone likes different things. If you're into like. If everyone likes every like all the yeah. same, then life would be boring, wouldn't it? It would. We would. What would be the point in podcasts where everyone's just sitting there, fucking, you know, and stuff like that? It's like we all like different things, and you know, I can, I can, I can have jokes about our shit and stuff and all yeah. that, like the boots and trunks. But you know, there's a time and a place for everything for me, and it, it, it's a variety show, isn't it? That's how I see wrestling. You know what I mean? It's got to have a bit of everything on there. Yeah. Um... But it, obviously, we like um, the fiend Bray White got released, and then um, oh yeah, he came back, and my god, what a fucking terrible run this has been! Yeah, I can't defend this bit either. I can't. Like, I, I love the fiend, I love the fiend. I like the fiend enough, but this now, Uncle Howdy is just a laughing stock, isn't it? <laughs> it's just a fucking genuine laughing stock. I think initially, like the first couple of weeks, like yeah, like Bray Wyatt's here, it's it's all going to be good. I think like like Benno on Grapple said, yeah. I think he was even like oh, Benno. You know, Benno likes him because of the him. metrics, uh, Andy. We know that. <laughs> like, yeah, 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 yeah. And and he's right though. He is. He's right. Yeah. It's he, he should have never. I remember the day Benno was in our back garden. The day it would come through that him and Strowman had been released, and we were like, "What? Is this <laughs> yeah. a fucking? Is this a fucking wind up?" Also, and then, as I say, he, he was uh, big on and coming back for that side of it. And he's right, because as I said before, he was the biggest mate seller when he got released, yeah. Andy. And he, his, and he knew his worth as well, because he he didn't do many signings. He did the love of wrestling, didn't he? Oh, but... you should have seen the queue, though, Andy. Honest to God, mate, it was the biggest by a country mile. Yeah. Just the theme massive yeah. belts. Oh, mate, fucking hell. He made a, 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 his own belt as well, didn't you? Which you mentioned yeah, before. Yeah. Obviously, shocking one of the worst belts yeah. you've seen, but people were paying $500 for the hand. Yeah. You can't argue with it. Yeah. <laughs> people were into it. Like, so I, 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 it's a thumbs down for me to be on the list just for the fact of, of all that. It was always over. People were into it. You know, a small section, you know, the IWC went into it, dare I say, Andy, but you know. The audience were the core audience that were there to see it liked it. Yeah, and the thing is, if he's making loads of money for the company, they're gonna go for it, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. End of the end of the day. Um, but it's it's an interesting one. It, you could go on for hours about you know the whole thing. It's over like a good four four five year span. I would yeah. say, I would say in it, yeah. Well, that 2019 with, with the year he weren't there or the year or so he wasn't there or whatever it was. Yeah. But as I say, you know, I say the fans were into it. Like, the fans only got to see what The Fiend was only in front of fans for, like, six months, Andy. And then it was all yeah. Thunderdome, wasn't it? You know what I mean? Yeah. So, but he was still selling that merch, you know, with, you know, people watching the telly and stuff. So it was, yeah, weird. Weird times, that Thunderdome, as you say. It's, I'd like to go back and watch them properly, like, and see what, what the fuck was going on. But like with anything, Matty, at that time, we, we just had it on because there were no Yeah, there's nothing else going on. I couldn't leave the house, and fucking hell. <laughs> We'd think of that now. <laughs> I'll, I, I'll sit I know, it's bad, isn't it? I'll sit, I'll yeah. sit through a three-hour raw. It's, there's nothing else yeah. on, apart from five o'clock when the Prime Minister comes on. That's about, yeah. that's about it. Fucking hell, lad. But there you go. That's our um, top ten list. Um 
you know, you know, add your comments on Twitter, see what you think. Yeah, I think is your top ten. Yeah, yeah. Anyone we missed or anyone you think that needs to be put on the list and you know, give some good feedback, whether you agree with us or whatever. Yeah, just just get involved in it, and that's what we love. It is. We want that's what we want. But before we go, Matty, the real main event. It's play your ages right. Now, we if go. you remember our returning champion, Matty, one last time. Um, he went for the speed bolt. How, how was your prize? Uh, how was your speed bolt? I've sold that on, Andy. <laughs> 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 I had one go round the, uh, the dock on it and then I sold it on. <laughs> so here we go. Much bigger than last time. It's play your ages right. So now what we're going to do is how old were each of these wrestlers when they debuted the gimmick? Okay. So I will give you the Fiend at 31. Fucking hell. Okay. (laughs) So higher or lower than a Fiend, Black Rain, Dustin Rhodes. That's a good, that's a good, good one. So he, when did he debut that? 2008, was it, and or seven? seven? Uh, 2007. Oh, yeah, he's older. He's older then. 38. Yeah. Next up, so we've got a pair of um, turtles now. So Barry Hardy and Dwayne Gill. So Barry Hardy next. Is it higher or lower than a Black Rain? Oh, it's got to be lower. Correct, 31. But you couldn't tell his age because he was oh, this is a, this what I mean. This is a this is a trick one. This you're trying to you're trying to catch me out early this this time. <laughs> <laughs> Next up, Dwayne Gill. Oh, this this literally is I can't even change me change my age, can I? Because this is a fucking this is a really hard one. This this is this could be either. Or he could be the same age. Higher or lower than 31, Matty. I'll have to rush you on this one. Oh, right. Slightly higher. You'd be correct. 34. Right. Next up. Giant Gonzalez, higher or lower than a 34? (sighs) And I know I'm going to lose this. He's lower. Correct. 27. Oh, 27 is Jack Gonzalez. Oh, <laughs> no. Fucking hell. She was like 25 in WWE, Flair. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. Right, uh, Matty, oh. would you like to continue on to the next one, which is Mantor? Oh, if he's less than 27, I'm packing in. He's older. He's got to be older. <laughs> Higher or lower than 27? Higher, he's got to be. Mantor. Old Mike Halleck. He can't be less than 27. Is 20. Six. Lower. Oh, fuck it. <laughs> Oh, these wrestlers have these had fucking hard fucking paper downs, mate. Yeah, tw- 26. Um, oh. So, uh, Matty, um, unfortunately, you can't win tonight. Uh, big prize. But there is a chance to go home with your bullies you and your bus their home. Okay. okay. Um, so, as we go on to Peter Avalon, higher than or lower than 26? Oh, are you? Yes, 29. Next up. 
Lever baits, higher or lower than a Peter Avalon? Lower. No? Higher. Higher? 35. 35? Get, you know, she looks well, and I thought she was like about 27, yeah, 26. 30, 35. They never done as that old. What's all that reading? Keeps you young. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's carry on. What are we, 35? Yeah, so next up, Mordecai. Oh, lower. Easy, Correct. 20s. 27. Yeah. It was old Kev. Yeah. Next up, he's here to see the world. He's here to show the world. <laughs> Come on, bring it on. Dolph Ziggler or Nicky. Higher or lower than 27? Oh, lower. 26. You'd be correct. Next up, Mitch. Higher or lower than a Dolph? Oh, these could all be the fucking same. Mate. These lot. He's lower. Correct. 24. Next up, Mikey. Higher or lower than 24? Fucking hell. Higher. Lower. 23. Fucking hell. Not doing so well this time, Mr. Mister Edwards. Uh, for the last two, higher or lower than Mikey? Johnny Jeter. Oh, higher. 25. And last but not least, Kenny Dykstra. Higher yeah, or lower? He's lower. He's 20, 21. Bang on. 20. Yeah. I knew he was the youngest of the lot. So that ends um, this month's uh, round of Play Your Ages <laughs> Right. Hope you were all uh, playing along at yeah. home as well. And might, might have done it better than Matty. But yeah. Um, there, but it, was, it was an harder one than last month. I'll, uh, I'll, have to, I'll give you that one. You've done your... Uh, you caught me out well there, and I'll give you that one, mate. Mantor, 26 and Gonzalez. That is, no, that, is the, that was the one there, because I can't believe Gonzalez was that, and Mantar, fucking hell, yeah. 26. <laughs> can't believe Le Lever Bates is 35, though. Fucking yeah, yeah. Wild. So, um, there you go. This has been Shite Volume 2. Um, but before we leave, any plugs, uh, Matty? Yeah, just, you know, just the usual, Andy, you know, spotlight on Grapple every uh, Monday slash Tuesday, uh, whenever it drops on all your podcast feeds. And obviously sign up if you like them, you know, sign up to patreon.com forward slash Grapple, where we've got loads of content, Andy, absolutely yeah. loads, mate. You know, we've got daily updates from the lads. We've got mixtapes, flashbacks, fucking weekend shows. We've got top fives, top fives, five to ones, yeah, you know. All sorts, always something dropping every week on, on them feeds. So, yeah, just if you like what you listen to on Spotlight, you know, sign up and come and join us. But, yeah, and also on Twitter, Matty Edwards, uh, 86, always always up for the conversation, debates, a laugh, you know, just talking general about the business, Andy. That's what we love, in it? We just love to get everyone's different thoughts and opinions, and that's what it's all about, that. It's just fucking so much variety in it, in wrestling. That's what we all love, so... Always up for a, day, a chat on there as well, and great stuff. And uh, you follow us at GCP Podcast One on Twitter. Follow myself at Oggy Part Three on Twitter as well. Um, recent episodes, um, re well, myself, Jeff, and uh, Brit Wrestleway Days Ben were all uh, pissed up in a pub talking about title wrestling. Uh, so yeah, plenty of dog shit um, there. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> No, but but I'm, 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 before we go here, though, and you know, 
we're back for a volume three, are we? We're back, yeah, confirmed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, we yeah. will be back for volume three. Yeah. Who knows when, but we will be back. Uh, good, good, good stuff. Always so, um, as ever, thank you, Matty. Been a pleasure. Thank you, and always enjoy this. And you know, we we go off on some tangents, don't we? And you know, c- cover it all. But that's that's what it's about, mate. And always enjoy these. And as I say, we'll definitely be back for volume three of shite. So get thinking, get thinking. That will do, mate. So that has been Matty Edwards. This has been me, Andy Ogden. This has been shite. Thank you, and good night. Ta-da. <laughs>